Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Remember this little nugget? We watched Spider-Man 3. I thought you guys liked Sam Raimi. Me too. Used to. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I liked it more than Parker did. Uh, Parker didn't like Oz the Great and Powerful, but um, this is the one where I'm just like, okay, this one's uh, one's a bit rough. Well, at least Sony learned their lesson by, like, jam-packing this full of shit to the point where he was like, I'm not making a fourth one, I'm out of here. Glad they didn't do that again in the same franchise two movies later. <laughs> we're going to reboot this whole universe. Or what if there were also three more villains? Again? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Right. I like this one I like this one more than The Amazing Spider-Man 2. But I had to think about it. But before <laughs> we is, think about man, it, <laughs> do we have any news? Look, I'm not saying I want to see Aquaman 2. <laughs> All I'm saying is that every time DC pushes one of their big movies that they care about, you know, like everything that's not Blue Beetle, it's like, guys, screenings came out. This is the best DC movie since The Dark Knight. People are going to love it. And then this one comes out. They're like, yeah, people are walking out. They're furious. <laughs> Fuck, did I have to see this movie? <laughs> I can't wait for that to be a week one episode when it comes out. Right, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I went from like I'm never seeing this piece of shit. That first one was three hours, and I hated it. To like, they've been reshooting this movie for like a year and a half, and people are still walking out. Is, I just is, is this gonna be good? I need to see James Wan miss once. Like, he's earned it. Honest to God. Yeah. I mean, I would call Aquaman a miss, but also, yeah, and it made a billion dollars. So what do we know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> That man's making money from three franchises this year. Do you think maybe? Do you think maybe like the walkouts or people be like, "Oh, it's Amber Heard, I like Johnny Depp," and they're like they're doing like a men's rights activist sort of thing? It's a possibility. I, I don't know. It's anything's possible. But yeah. like, that man had to cobble together Furious Seven after Paul Walker died, and this movie put him in the hospital. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be so good, dude. I'm all in. <sighs> Call that movie The Matrix, because we're in that bitch and we can't get out. <laughs> also, right. I double-checked. It is still, in fact, coming out in December, apparently. It Are you serious? Back again. This year? <laughs> apparently. I just Sometimes you just got to power through. Like how we got to watch Wonder Woman 84 during the pandemic. That's right, that yeah. Was, that was such a magical day of like, hey, you guys should really check this out. Trust me. <laughs> He went to a theater instead of just turning on HBO Max. This beautiful little office. I love you. Okay. (laughs) All right. That's what we're here for, buddy. Yeah. All right. uh, Should we get to our jerks of the week? Absolutely, we should. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, I don't really have a jerk of the week or a hero of the week. Instead, I have a Josh of the week, which is where I don't really know which category to put him in. 
he messaged me something, and uh, I'm going to read it to you. This is going to be kind of like that uh, the, the Alex story where he was just like, yeah, what's the, the most ghetto movie of all time or whatever? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't actually what you said, but like, you know, fucking whatever. It's uh, close enough. I'm not correcting it. Right, exactly. So uh, he, uh, he asked me, out of the blue, while I'm working, is blank the most renowned slash well-known worst movie ever fill in the blank with your guesses don't say leprechaun in the hood okay well if you're gonna take away my only guess I don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't handicap me yeah i have guesses but i don't want to say them out loud <laughs> Man, is there a movie that was just, like, really, really expensive to watch that I just don't know about? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Maybe, like, maybe he went to, like, an IMAX screening once and it was like, what, just the screen's bigger? I'm just, I'm just thinking about how, you know, like, Top Gun, like, basically revolutionized putting movies on VHS and making them affordable. And thinking about whatever the opposite of Top Gun is and Josh just being like, oh, well, there's no way that's good. Yeah, so I get, like, maybe, like, Mars Needs Moms, the biggest money loser of all time. He's just sitting in the back of the IMAX with binoculars, like, well, it looks the same. I don't <laughs> He's got the little opera glasses. There, there's less room for all my smuggled snacks in oh here. Oh my god, I am so getting him the little opera glasses for Christmas. Oh Sorry, Hanukkah. He's sitting next to him in the theater, all you hear is just Ziploc bags and crinkling. It's like, Can we get him the other seven days? <laughs> You know, I get eight gifts, Chris. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll give it away. His pick was Pluto Nash. Okay. Yeah. I, sure. You know, here's my thing. Like, I, I really don't think that's anywhere close to the most renowned slash well-known worst movie ever. I This is not like a brag at all. A decade but, ago. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think I could name like a hundred movies before I got to Pluto Nash, you know? <laughs> Uh, I I go for the room. The room is just the one that most people know about. Uh, but then again, I guess he's my jerk of the week because he says Freddy got fingered doesn't count. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where you draw the line, huh? <laughs> right, I guess. Yeah. Uh, who are your, How dare he? Yeah. Who are your jerks of the week? Russell Wilson. Not taking questions. So you're telling me <laughs> my Cardinals <laughs> by multiple scores, and I'm like, well, these afternoon games are dog shit. Let me just go to the store. And now I have to pick them twice. <laughs> I tried to tell you during the game when all the haters and yeah, losers were burying the, my Giants. When the teams were locked in six days prior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have picked them. Yeah, I see that. I see what's happening in front of me. I just can't. I can't live like this. So I basically... Like, what do I do now? What is what is this? Someone's got to get injured or something. Well, you just That's pick them again. It's not a big deal. I have to get them right twice. If I pick them again and I'm wrong, I'm never escaping this pyramid. I hope this is someone's first episode. <laughs> I'm okay, no this idea. Knowing that this is the type of game that Dallas never loses, so I'm fully confident. It's fine. Well, Everything's great. So, so you're taking the Cardinals again this week, right? That's what it's, I would do. It's so tempting. <laughs> Just to bet against my own happiness, because 
I have a lifetime of watching, like, oh, we should win this by 30, and then just sitting there dead-eyed with the Kubrick stare at, like, 2.30 in the afternoon going, what do you mean you have 80 yards passing? How is this happening? I don't know, man. Look, I don't think the Cowboys are going to lose. Their defense looks sick. What could possibly go wrong? Win. All it takes is one. Oh, he's slow to get up, and this house of cards is fucking crumbling. When, when has one of your good linebackers ever got injured? I, I have watched the video of Dak throwing that pass that hit Sauce Gardner in the chest and he dropped it like seven times this week. Like, yeah. At this point, he's overdue for like three. Like, it's, it's just a team that he does it to. He's yeah. just saving them all up. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Okay, oh, This should be, you know what, just write this game off next week's a bigger... Hit him in the hands again, did you? All right, well, maybe you didn't see him. You didn't see that free safety. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I guess we can get into uh, what we watched. I'd like to shout out you guys for reminding me about my assignment, which I did watch this week. I had to watch the first episode of season one of Bully Beatdown. Hell yes. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, man, UK banning that fucking bully breed. We need to bring (laughs) Mayhem Miller over there. (laughs) Uh, Yes, indeed. This is uh, hosted by Jason... Mayhem Miller. <laughs> if, if, if the dog loses the fight, then the toddler gets all the money. Uh, well, uh, for those of you who don't know about Jason Mayhem Miller, go to Wikipedia for some light reading. <laughs> Just scroll down to the legal trouble section. Yeah, if so you War and Peace brief. Go ahead and fucking flip through that one. Now, when this Holy when this show was descri- when this show was described to me by Alex, uh, I admit I I was kind of only half listening. I was just like kind of writing down at the same time. I thought that what was going to happen was he was going to go around the country and challenge bullies, kind of like just go up to people at school, and be like, "Yo, what's up?" And then you know, <laughs> just, just making movies, making songs, and fighting around the world. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Uh, but either anyway, that's why they set it up and be like, "Oh, here's this uh, wuss." The first, ep- I don't know how much of this you guys have seen. The first episode. All right, this guy's younger brother is bullying him. Did <laughs> <laughs> you imagine like there'd be like some? bully in the school and he like shut the locker and then mayhem would just be standing there like what the fuck bro and yeah i, I kind of <laughs> wanted that uh anyway so i i thought that jason mayhem miller would then challenge this bully and then beat him up jason mayhem miller does not get his hands dirty no he is just the host he just goes yo 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 what's up this is mtv and uh we're gonna kick the shit out of some people and uh the the first guy is like just he is an asshole. I, I don't think he lives in the same house as his uh, brother. If he did, you could move out. You guys are both clearly over the age of 25. Uh, but anyway, he decides to set him against... Uh, what's the guy's name? The, he's just called The Gun. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Tony Bonello is uh, the man. What the fuck is that? Oh, I, see, that's the thing. Is I had to say it like that because, Parker, you know a lot more about UFC and like MMA I'm shit than I do. I, I, I'm just some guy. I don't watch this. Oh. I'm always good yeah. to not have a wikipedia page yeah, yeah that's I, I i really don't know anything about this stuff uh the only combat i really understand is wrestling so when i see wrestling moves i go oh, oh, oh. but like everything else uh it doesn't really like work on me like they get into kickboxing I'm like all right whatever uh the only experience i have with kickboxing is king of the kickboxers so any tony <laughs> the gun bonello <laughs> uh 
there's a lot of really lame jokes on here, uh, mostly made by Jason Mayhem Miller. Who, yeah, he's uh, one of the most annoying people you'll ever see in your life. Yeah, let me tell you something. This guy's voice, if I could do an impression of him, it sounds a lot like my Greek impression. He kind of sounds like this. So. (laughs) He sounds like that. Steve-O sounded dumber. (laughs) I got news for you. He sounds like the which way did he go, which way did he go, kind of like dumbass dog. (laughs) But with a lisp. (laughs) Hell yes. So I didn't know someone could sound that dumb, but then like he's Jason Mayhem Miller, and he's sorry, Jason Mayhem Miller, and I don't really know like how many concussions he's had. Probably like what two or three, Parker? You would know. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> <like> Baker's dozen. <laughs> uh, reading the Wikipedia here, it says uh, there's a controversy section for bully beatdown. Uh, it has been Jesus suggested Christ. that bully beatdown is largely staged. Yeah, no, shit. no way! Yeah, <laughs> TV, they can just let twenty-year-olds get beat up by professional MMA fighters. Yeah, how could you possibly like not know like, that? I'm, I'm looking at the list. Like a lot of these people won like multiple world titles. They didn't just let them fight some twenty-year-old. He's like, I think my brother's a fuck queer. Like, all right, we're gonna fight Daniel Cormier. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Is like, uh, as is mentioned, like uh, if you. If you stick it in with the round, it's like, what, the first round is how many times you get choked out is how many thousands of dollars you lose from the pot. So the first guy gets... The first guy guy taps three times, so he loses $3,000. So he gets $2,000, and he's a bully. It's so fucking funny. He's going to choke you out, and every time you pass out, you lose a hot grand. Yeah. And and, get, that's such a good bit. And at the end of it, he shakes his brother's hand, and is just like, oh, we're cool, bro. So, I, I guess they're on good terms. <laughs> I guess they're going to split the money now. I guess. I don't even think they're related, I'm going to be honest here. Of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's my little conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah, by the way, also the first guy, the first victim, looks like Nescas. So, anyway. Uh... Well, at least I have a backup show. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have two, don't worry. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, yeah, dude. Bum, bum, bum. Not exactly a great week in Christery. Uh... Was diagnosed with cancer again. I get surgery at nine fifteen a.m. So uh, you know, not feeling particularly great about the world. But you know what always makes me feel better? Getting those sweet, sweet checks on the list. So you know, nothing reminds me <laughs> that time on Earth is fragile. Watching some piece of shit made twenty years ago that sucks. All right. Speaking of hey, pieces of shit, in case things goes wrong, do you just want to like go hang out? You know, spend some time together. I'd love to, but you see, there's six wrong turn movies, yeah. so I have to go. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'm going to skip a couple because I don't really, I can't really think of anything interesting to say about them. But this one, I have like a short little moment that stuck with me. This is a, a found footage movie, which I I don't like that genre, called the Poughkeepsie Tapes. <laughs> yeah, you ain't going like that one, <laughs> Alex. I'm waiting on. Okay, I put the ball in the tee. I guess he's not swinging. The I, I thought about saying poop his feet. Yeah, there we poop go. his yeah. feet, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on. Like, oh, okay. Well, we're going to do that. What do you think you're dealing with here? Yeah, right. I, I got to leave a little bit of meat Shut on the up. bone for the listeners. So, I mean, the Poughkeepsie tapes on themselves. is about a serial killer, and uh, he goes around making tapes of him, like, abducting people and killing them. And it's not gory. It's not interesting. It's just kind of dumb and lame and annoying. But there was a scene that really stuck with me, okay? So basically, half of it was like, oh, this guy has a camcorder. He goes up to a little girl, and then it cuts off before he does anything. I'm like, oh, that's creepy. 
Isn't uh, it cool that your brain's like that now? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even see him murder that child. This movie's fucking mid. Yeah. Is that but, what the kids say? Well, it's... But seriously, if you were to put this on, it's just more annoying than anything else. But also, the other half of it is, like, interview footage being like, oh, this guy, he was a real killer. And you're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what is it? Oh, yeah. So, one guy is suspected. He's uh, a police officer. And he doesn't have an alibi either. And uh, he gets sent to the electric chair and they kill him. And uh, turns out the the real Poughkeepsie killer was manipulating evidence to, to frame that guy so he could go uh, and get off scot-free. And the, the cop's son discovers all this. And he's being interviewed. It's just like, yeah, we had all the evidence lined up and uh, we, we actually brought it to court and we had his record expunged, you know, after he had already been killed and buried. But like... At least we got that little bit of justice, except no one noticed it because, and it flashes on screen, September 9th, 2001. Everyone was busy paying attention to 9 11. They're so mad about these 2,000 people dying. But my daddy was unjustly murdered. That's why we found the Poughkeepsie killer, and he's going to face Jason Mayhem. <laughs> All right, so you think you just kill little girls like that? (laughs) 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 I'm so happy for (laughs) you. All right, uh, oh, next one up here. This is this is fun. Uh, So I watched Spider-Man three. Oh, right, we're doing that. Okay, so uh, I decided that we would do like, uh, or I would do like a double feature, you know. Uh, Spider-Man 3, and also, the same day, The Dark Knight. And it's kind of cheating, because The Dark Knight's like a good movie, and I also watched it at the Alamo, so it's kind of a better experience. And I've talked about The Dark Knight enough on here, there's not much that I can say on here that I haven't said already. I guess I'll try, like, three things here. First off, um, about rewatchability. Like, yeah, I've watched this a lot, but the reason I keep going back is it's still fun to watch. This is a movie that's worth owning on physical media. Just put in, you know, whatever you want to see, something really cool and fun and exciting and intense, uh, you know, great music, great performances, really fun. Uh, the other thing I really like, and I'm starting to notice this about a Christopher Nolan movie, great, great suits. I really like the suits. I'm turning into a suit guy, uh, but only because it's getting kind of chilly out and, you know, I can't wear the Hawaiian shirts all the time. Or can you? And uh, the third thing, Parker, pop quiz. Who has more screen time in this movie, Michael J. White or uh, Anthony Michael Hall? Oh, definitely Anthony Michael it's, Hall. He has so <laughs> much screen time. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> He's on the screen more Every than Morgan Freeman. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, fuck, is that Eric Roberts? And he gets dropped. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why I forgot he's in this. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Dark Knight, still good. And uh, then I rewatched The Dark Knight Rises, but I don't have much to say about that. So I'm going to be talking about do this the Mother of <laughs> Now, Mother of Tears, which is by Dario Argento. This Shut is up. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm waiting. It's the fucking decade for this. <laughs> All right, so uh, Dark Knight. No, I, I uh, with Dark Knight Rises, uh, it's well known on the show that I liked it so much. I saw it in theaters three times because I liked it so much. But it's also well known on the show that I am willing to hold myself accountable for stuff that I may have got wrong in the past, and I like to see things with fresh eyes after a while and maybe reevaluate. 
That being said, having rewatched uh, Dark Knight Rises, I can safely say that I was completely right the first time. It's still good. And uh, <laughs> I seriously, I, I still really like it. I There's a lot that I really like about it. But I am also definitely willing to put forth some criticisms here. First one being, I, I don't know if this is the editing or whether it's just the way that the narrative was constructed, but there is no flow here. It, none of these scenes seem to go to like what I said last week about uh, Spider-Man One, how tightly it's constructed, how each scene flows perfectly right into that, going bam, 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 like that. None of that in The Dark Knight Rises. I'm not sure how these characters get from here to here to here, which is a shame because I like these individual scenes, but they need some sort of segue that connects them a little bit better. Uh, there are plot holes. No, I don't know how he got back to Gotham City after getting out of the hole. But I'm also not really interested because at this point, after after these movies in the Nolan franchise and also knowing who Batman is, he found a way. He just does stuff like that. Yeah, he has, he's got money. I'm yeah. sure he's fine. Yeah, can't be well, hard. technically, actually, that's where they kind of call you out on that. Um, in this movie, he was kicked out of the uh, the Wayne Enterprise because his, uh, his funds were hacked or something by Marion Cotillard or something. So Damn, he lost he all his money. My one bank account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. is like they say in the movie, he's left penniless and then uh, Bane steals all his uh, neat gear, which is one of the things I think the movie does kind of well. It's just trying to bring Batman down to his very lowest. And uh, then he wins anyway. All right. Um, uh, what else do I like? I like... Uh, I like, uh, who else do I like in this? Uh, Anne Hathaway is actually pretty good. Some people weren't really that into her. I can understand that because her character is a little arrogant, but uh, she's all right. She's not as good as Zoe Kravitz was, but, you know, still basically fine. She does the Catwoman thing pretty well. She's in the upper half of Catwoman. Well, that, <laughs> that doesn't say much. Whoa. Ooh. Man. This country is fucked. The fact that that's a sentence that fucking yeah. sucks. And the yeah, fact that everyone right. universally agrees, yeah, she is in the upper half. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to think about it. But yeah, she's uh, she's good. Um, Tom Hardy as Bane. I, you know, maybe it's my copy of the Blu-ray. He sounds completely intelligible. I understood everything that he was saying. I had like no difficulty with it. So uh, maybe they just remastered it or something like that. Maybe I should get Tenet on Blu-ray. <laughs> I read someone's take that it's so good that there were all the complaints about his voice. So he's like, I don't know. I'll just make him really, really loud. Like, yeah. obnoxiously louder than everyone else on screen. Yeah. And you know what? I I can't help but respect the man. Yeah. He's one of, like, three directors where it's not like, are you going to see Star Wars? Like, no, I'm going to see the new Nolan movie. And he's just like, ADR? Nah, I don't do that. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah. So... My defense of Christopher Nolan here is, uh, and this is an honest defense too, I came to this, you know, before I even rewatched it, I started thinking about this, and I think I'm onto something here. This doesn't feel like a Nolan movie. This doesn't feel like his other uh, works, and I think that you can trace this back to Inception, which came out between this and The Dark Knight. Inception was... A movie where if you really pay attention the subtext is about his whole career he's trying to figure out what his next career step is going to be is he is he going to keep doing these movies that are about properties that aren't really his you know this this batman stuff or is he going to go in his own direction and try to do something more creative and do passion projects and i think his latest three movies are the movies he's been most passionate about tenet dunkirk and oppenheimer ones where he was like totally focused on it. he was so gung-ho about it Whereas The Dark Knight Rises, I really don't think he cared that much. I think he was kind of burnt out on Batman. And 
I think it kind of shows in this one because I, I'm not saying he got lazy on this because I don't think he was lazy. I think he worked very hard on it. I think everyone worked very hard on this. But I, I don't think that this had the polish that his other movies did. I think he was already, uh, I don't know, probably movie. What was the one that came out? I think Interstellar was after this. Ugh. Yeah. Which I liked. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, I remember enjoying it in my yeah. COVID haze. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> You're watching it fucking like... zooted. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like Dark Knight Rises would have been a lot better if it was the fourth Batman movie. Just going from Dark Knight to like, all right, it's been years later and I'm retired and crippled. You're like, what? Hang on, man. You're, you're just in your prime like two years ago. Okay. Yeah, I think I agree with that. There probably could have and maybe should have been a movie in between in which he is more of an outlaw, you know, instead of just, yeah, I'm just not here anymore, you know? Because that's what, like, with the final line in uh, Dark Knight, it's like, I can be what they need me to be, which is someone to hate, whereas they can revere Harvey Dent, the good guy. And instead, he's, like, you can see him running away. It's like, nah, I'm just gonna, like, lie back and, you know, go easy The movie on that was so big that the Oscars were like, okay, I guess we'll change our best picture thing so you guys will stop freaking out at us. <laughs> just to be like, alright, he's finally back. Nah, I stopped doing that years ago. You're like, motherfucker, I have waited. Yeah. Put on the suit. Yeah. Also, I, as a long movie bastard, this one hurts to have in my column. <laughs> this was a... Uh... <laughs> you feel... Every couple times you pause it, you're like, bro, there's still a whole movie left. Like, what the fuck is this? I had to pause twice. <laughs> it's... Yeah, man. Yeah. It's... You, you feel it. I paused it an hour in, and there was still an entire movie left. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. <laughs> it was like 57 minutes. Oh my god, an hour 47 remains? What are we yeah, doing? Right, Batman's in the hole good. Oh my Dude, god. Dude, he tries what? to leave three times, he can't do it right. <laughs> <sighs> That was that was a bit much. I was uh, like, oh, how did he get out? Of, how did he get back to Gotham? It's like, do you care? We're at two fifteen. Do you care? <laughs> Shut up! What's wrong with you? Yeah. So again, I still liked it. I still had a good time with this, and it's still fun. It, it feels like an adventure. I like following this character. I really like the ending. I like his uh, ending where he's like in that you know cafe or whatever. He sees Michael Caine. By the way. One of my favorite Michael Caine performances. I can really tell that he's putting forth all the emotion. And Michael Caine admitted, it's like, yeah, that was some of the most fun I've ever had working on the project. I really like this. and Sobbing at his yeah. grave. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> I like the stupid little look he gives out the other. Yeah, I do like this movie. And uh, <laughs> Here's here's the thing, though. I think one of the reasons I liked it is... Uh, I mentioned this about Get Your Bingo Sheets Out. Silent Hill. I like Silent Hill 1 and 2, and Jesus. I get kind of bored with 3. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. I really am going somewhere with this. Because uh, I, I get like Silent Hill fatigue. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of sick of playing these. I always play them in order. If I had watched Batman Begins, and then The Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight Rises, I don't know if I would have liked this as much, because I think I would have been kind of been burnt out on Nolan Batman. But because I just watched Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight Rises, I think maybe I was a little bit more into it. Uh, so if you're going to watch two, you're obviously going to watch the first two, you know, the really good ones. But like with Dark Knight Rises, is it the worst Nolan movie I've seen? I don't know. I, I'd, I'd tie it with Insomnia, and I liked Insomnia. So it's, you know, it could go either way on that. Uh, was it worth seeing three times in theaters? Yeah, I had a good time. So, uh, Whatever. So Dario Argento, the mother of tears. <laughs> you don't have to do this. <laughs> no, I, that was that was voluntary. I had, I had a good time. 
Anyway, uh, Mother of Tears by Dario Argento. Uh, actually, an interesting thing to say about this. Uh, one of the benefits of watching the list is having this knowledge of where people started off in their careers. And Dario Argento was well known as the, uh, I think it's pronounced giallo genre in Italy, which I think just means, yeah, there's a lot of blood and it's really red. He made one good movie, Suspiria, and everything else besides that has been kind of like dull. But I didn't mind Mother of Tears that much, and I think everyone else hates it because you watch, this came out in 2007, by the way. And oh, that one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, everyone hates this one. It was like, oh, the effects are really shitty and it looks kind of bad. And as I was watching, I was like, oh my God, I think this is like, he's trying to tell people, look, this is what I built my career off of. This is, uh, it kind of feels like a throwback to his early days. Does it make it better? In a way, kind of. I, I kind of feel like this connection, it almost feels like a nostalgic movie. It's been like, yeah, this is how I used to make movies. This is for me. And uh, oh, I kind of appreciate that. So, oh, next two are really boring. I. Uh, Hey, Parker, guess what? They were able to get Robert England for Jack Brooks' Monster Slayer. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what? Dude, it's... I shouldn't even have mentioned it's so lame. Uh, it's uh, this movie... I, I'm in this uh, era of movies that were added to the list where it's just like... It's clearly like B-movie shit. It's, it's like... Uh, B-movie? Yeah, yeah, there it is. Uh, <laughs> I got this, you, buddy. This shit that plays, like, you know, late night on uh, Sci-Fi Channel. The basic idea is uh, some guy has anger problems because his sister was killed by a werewolf. So if he goes to college and uh, uh, alien monsters attack or something like that, he has to kill him. And it, it's really fucking lame and stupid. Um, this, oh, I this sell the dead. Yeah, no, it's not good. The, you know, here's what's annoying. Dance of the Dead. There's a prom, and there are bad creatures, zombies at the prom, and they're killing people. It sucks hate it so don't watch that one but you want to know what i actually really hated you know a really bad movie i no one saw this one coming <sighs> rob zombies halloween 2 <laughs> now buddy parker, how could you hide this from me <laughs> parker have you seen you seen this one right yeah i think you saw oh, it yeah you gave yeah. it a one star which is why i gave it two yeah. now alex you have self-control so you've never seen it and also, Let me tell you, it feels amazing. Also, I, I'm going to hope that you're not familiar with like what happens in the movie, right? I, I guess you idea. Fucking like, clue. They, I mean, well, you could probably hazard a guess that there's going to be some tall guy wearing a white mask. He goes around stabbing people with a knife. Uh, actually, that's incorrect. I don't think he has a lot of knife work in this movie. <laughs> it's, uh, it's mostly just killing people otherwise. Uh, Parker, you mentioned that this is a loose remake of Halloween 2 by uh, someone who wasn't John Carpenter. Well, did you? How much did you like that opening sequence in the hospital? My yeah, that was so much fun. It was just like all of the original Halloween two crammed into like ten minutes, and like yeah. actually that was just a nightmare. And you're like, yeah. cool, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, Great. was that was that Octavia Spencer as a nurse? Sure was. She got oh. murdered. Yeah. Does, does he does the uh, bring back the fucking hot tub kill at least? No, it doesn't. No, they don't do that. Uh, so here's the thing. She First, just has a prolonged nightmare. It was about like him finding her in the hospital yeah, and yeah, killing yeah. a bunch of orderlies. Yeah. <laughs> then she's just like, wow, that'd been really scary if that happened for real. Yeah. Anyway, it's off to school. <laughs> yeah, so fucking Halloween 2. Uh, I, I think I mentioned what I really disliked, I strongly disliked, I'd say actively hated about Rob Zombie's Halloween 1, is that it gives too much backstory to Michael Myers. We shouldn't know too much about him because he becomes a lot less scary the more you humanize him. 
Additionally, he does the same Rob, Rob Zombie shit that he does in everything. He uses gore as a substitute for actual terror, and he uses uh, swear words constantly. He uses the word motherfucker the way that most people use a comma, and his wife is in it. Oh, yeah. Guess who makes that's a, a return? That's a ghostly apparition. <laughs> yeah, she plays the ghost of Michael Myers' mom. It's so good, dude. Fuck yes, dude. Yeah. Every time I think of the his first Halloween and people saying like, I mean, but yeah, don't you want more backstory? I just think of fat little kid Michael Myers crying on the curb while that song plays. Dude. Because he got bullied by his mean parents. Yeah. I, so, anyway, uh, he's... She's in this one. I I wish she wasn't. Um, I don't like her very much, Sam. I am. Uh, you know, but she's not alone in this one. There are so many actors and actresses in this. Parker, Margot Kidder is in this as a psychologist. Yeah. That's fun. Hey, I liked watching this person thirty years ago. I'm gonna put her in my movie. Like, I mean, good on you, I guess. But yeah, I don't fucking watch it. Yeah, you know who's in a lot of this? Malcolm McDowell. He plays the new Sam Loomis, and he fucking stinks, dude. <laughs> I don't know, like this. That wasn't one good movie forty years ago, and he just keeps getting to do this shitty work. Well, two you good know. movies forty years ago. If was a very good movie, anyway. And the other one is obviously Milk Money. So anyway, I uh, I will say I'm not proud of myself that I laughed at the cameo from. Weird Al Yankovic. It's pretty good. It's <laughs> it was actually, it was actually, it was actually a really <laughs> what funny the joke. What is this movie? <laughs> I'm not kidding. That was actually a, it was a funny moment from him. I was like, oh, what the hell? This movie can't be good now. And luckily it immediately started sucking again. Is um, it Chris Hardwick hosting the show he's on? Uh, yeah, it was him. <laughs> yeah, that snaps you back to reality real quick. Yeah, suddenly it's not as funny anymore. <laughs> so anyway, oh, they play so much dad rock in this, which really pissed me off. It's like, don't play songs that I like, you know? <laughs> they play Nights in White Satin. You're the target Satin. audience. I know, exactly. They play Night, Nights in White Satin, one of my favorite songs, like five times. I'm like, oh, come on. I like uh, how the horror movie guy is like, all right, so you're going to tell me I'm going to watch... A Halloween movie directed by Rob Zombie, and there's gonna be music I might like. I don't fucking think so, pal. <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's like it makes me feel worse somehow. <laughs> that was just like, it, it, I think it's the same thing that I had about like Field of Dreams when they they played like Jessica by the Allman Brothers band. I was like, no, 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 no. I still don't like this. So God, anyway. I'm so happy I called you the horror movie guy. You didn't even flinch. You're like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's, I, I know what I am now. I'm the fucking guru. <laughs> broke yourself for the stupid show. I know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Brad Durf is in this. So wow, how they get him? <laughs> yeah, so you remember how I said like I didn't like that they humanized him too much, so, like they showed him as a kid and stuff, which is like way too much, right? Uh, in in this one, they somehow go even further. You hear him grunt and growl and roar when he's killing people. You shouldn't hear his voice when he's stabbing people. It gets worse. They just straight up unmask him. Like, you see his whole ass face and beard and, like, hair and he's everything. He's like a homeless dude. At the yeah. End he's just a guy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really stupid. It's really lame. And, uh, Alex, get ready for earmuffs. I'm going to spoil the stunning oh, no. twist. I was of so Halloween close to watching this. I the just, only it, Halloween movie I haven't for seen. All the fans. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know the stunning ending for Halloween 2, watch it People yourself. People will tell you, like, you know, I think it's time we reevaluate. No. Yeah. This movie is two hours long, so get ready to sit through it. So, 
the girl, uh, uh, Lori, from the first movie, Lori Strode, um, she, she survives. And the movie is about uh, trauma. And she's going to her uh, therapist and being like, I'm haunted by the memory of Michael Myers trying to kill me and killing a whole lot of other people. And Margot Kira's like, why don't you just get over it? So the whole movie, she's like kind of going nuts. And then she starts like hallucinating. She thinks that she's the sister of Michael Myers and she's running away from him. Who And Michael Myers is also being controlled by the ghostly apparition of his mother. Turns out I'm lying. Uh, none of that actually happened. It turns out Laurie Strode was the one who was doing all the killings. Because she's, uh, you know, mentally traumatized. And uh, Michael Myers is fucking dead this whole time. And uh, <laughs> it was all in her head. Owns, Completely dude. forgot the about that. Fucking owns. Yeah. So here's my thing. Like, ultimately, uh, I, I think I mentioned this to you, Parker, and you agreed. It was like, the idea is like, horror is back. It didn't go anywhere, all right? We've had a lot of really good horror movies recently. Here, here's a good one for you. The Invisible Man. Malignant, Barbarian, Mithrigan. Those are really good movies. We all had a really good time with it. And part of the reason that those movies are so good, and part of the reason that we watch them, is because they were interesting. Like, the the trailers looked really interesting. You're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen in this. Like, maybe this is going to be, like, a lot of fun. When you see the trailer for Halloween 2, you immediately know that this is going to be an endurance test. Because it used to be with horror movies, like, oh, this will... I'll take uh, my date out to this movie be like, oh, I like horror movies. You like horror movies? Watch this. With a movie like Halloween 2, you kind of just have to sit there and be like, oh, God, is this fucking done yet? I don't care. Like, even, like, the most violent kills in this. It's not scary. It's just kind of gross and and dumb and annoying and way too long, by the way. You don't care about these characters. You're not curious about what's going to happen. And even with the most bogus fucking twist in the world... I mean, I would much rather be watching Mithrigan or or The Invisible Man or Malignant or Barbarian. Those movies are fun. Those movies are enjoyable. You want to know what's going to happen there. With Halloween 2, again, as soon as you see that trailer, you just want to avoid it. Unless you have a list that you want to complete, in which case, you know, you got to get to it. Me, every time we go to the theater and the group board is like, are you sure you don't see The Exorcist? That's it. That's it's going. It's fine. I'm leaving you alone. <laughs> I'm going. I'm That's... not going to not see a movie. i got shit to talk about. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Anyway. I guarantee that shit's going to be two hours long. I'm already getting yeah. mad about it. Uh, next one. Uh, final one. I found... 51. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, final first one. first in a new trilogy. Did they, they, well, they didn't actually say that, right? <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey, you guys oh. like those new Halloweens, right? How about a take on The Exorcist? I want it. Okay. Uh, I'll have to deal with that. Movies are good, actually. I'm no, glad I, we have the list. Yeah. Chris is completely right. Horror's never gone anywhere. Yeah. So, um... Horror is back where it belongs. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. I found a documentary uh, that I really like called Telemarketers. And it's on <laughs> Parker... Straighten that tie. Let's get fucking ready. <laughs> Talk about my good friend, Pat Pepsi. So, I've been thinking about him all week. I'm glad that I did a good enough job of not telling you too much about this, so there's a lot of meat on the bone here. Because, man, I knew you guys would fucking love this. Yeah, this is this is very good. Like, So this aired uh, three weeks in a row. Yeah. If I had been watching this live after episode two, and I just spent a week thinking, like, 
wait, is Pat dead? I would have been <laughs> so upset. Dude, dude yeah. you realize, like, we haven't seen a second of him in current day yet. Like, yeah. What the fuck is going on? This is meant to be binged. Fuck HBO Max for, like, saying, oh, you gotta wait to see this stunning conclusion. No, 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 no. I need to know now. <laughs> yeah. I would have been so mad if I had to wait week to week for this shit. Exactly. So, uh, I would not have finished it. I mean, I would have, but... Now, Alex, would, it would have taken me a month to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. that thing. Sure. Right. I also that. Yeah. Alex, you said when you watched that, that you kind of had the feeling as you were watching it of like, you don't know how much is real and how much is not because like you know, people do like a bunch of facial. We've seen enough uh, found footage movies to know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you're not wrong. Now, that being said, I didn't have that feeling while I was watching it. I was totally like, oh, yeah, this totally obviously actually happened and i don't think that speaks well for me perhaps i'm just too credulous about some of the most insane shit i've ever seen on the screen (laughs) (laughs) so uh, you know it it would be one thing to just have the insane footage from this telemarketing company from the 90s but the way that it's treated is like a completely serious true crime documentary at the same time i'm just sitting there like all right they're making fun of somebody and it's probably supposed to be me but i'm too smart for it yeah see i gotta tell you i I'm familiar with call centers. I've never worked in one, but I've seen like pictures of what they look like. It's basically what they showed there. It's just a line of computers and people on headsets being like, "Hi, would you? Hi, would you?" And just like deal with a bunch of hangups, you know. So anyway, uh, what I was immediately surprised by is they just kept filming at work the entire time. They just kept getting away with that. If I was a boss, I wouldn't let them film. They were doing some clearly like awful shit, you know. <laughs> oh, you mean Big Jim? <laughs> Uh, well, dude, <laughs> thank you for introducing us to our first cool guy. <laughs> this is like, like honestly, the entire conversation around Big Jim is why is the biggest reason that I was like sitting there, like, all right, well, this is clearly fake because you, you're you're giving me an intro to this guy now. Big Jim, he must have been like four hundred pounds, like he's some fucking mafia hitman. Like, I do like that everyone was just like, oh, dude, I fucking love Big Jim. <laughs> That guy in the first episode where every time they cut to him, he's just wearing his Orioles hat and he's holding a beer. He's like, yeah, these guys are all Northeastern trash. Yeah, exactly. Did not. This is not. This was not like a jumping off point. Like, yeah, I worked this shitty job, but then I went back to school. I was like, no, (laughs) it's been a straight path. That, by the way, I, I, I feel it. I feel it 100%. I'm yeah, there. I, I had, like, so many moments where watching this, I I felt, on the one hand, I was, like, kind of happy. It's like, you know, felons need jobs. Like, it's really tough to get reacclimated to the world, and especially to get, like, hired, you know? Like, if you, if you commit a crime and you come out, a lot of places just aren't even going to give you the time of day. But, you know, hey, give them a job. This this pays pretty good money, apparently, you know. Uh, maybe they can get their life back on track. They could raise a family, do something like that. And then you see one of them is, like, an actual murderer. <laughs> it is clearly <laughs> got some violent tendencies in him. <laughs> that that whole scene is like... Uh, and the thing is, like, oh, look, I was on mescaline, so it's okay. I'm like, oh, right, yeah. Well, we've all been hired, there, buddy. My yeah. old boss hired a convicted felon. And then the store owner came to and was like, no, he murdered someone. You have to fire him. He's like, I'm not fucking firing him. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> so we learned a valuable lesson that day about background checks. Yep, they're they're quite important. And I can see like the environment that they had there. I like the idea of those people having fun because that reminds me of uh, some of my favorite experiences at the office because it builds camaraderie. You know that they're all you know working together. They're trying to you know get the job done. And, uh... <laughs> we see that one guy's flat ass like seven different times. That. <laughs> Ass was, I mean, that's DGS right there. 
<laughs> can we talk about the head shapes in this movie? There are some. Oh my god, dude! What is going on in New Jersey? <laughs> These people look like the hills have eyes. <laughs> they all look like Ninja Turtles villains. So cool. Dude. <laughs> that one guy's face. You know who I'm talking about? Whose name I can't recall. <laughs> you know There's the one. Ghoulish looking people. Yeah. God bless them. They're the working yeah. class of this great country. Exactly. See, That's that was the thing. Springsteen was singing about all of these freaks. Because I, I keep thinking about, like, what if I lost my job? Like, what, God God forbid, heaven forfend, what if I lost my job? What would I go out and do? And my first thought is, God, I hope not this. <laughs> you know? I guess I'll just do heroin and call old people all day. Yeah, pretty probably sick. do a fair amount of heroin. You know? Just, like, uh, just... the weight split up. I was enjoying episode one, but it hit a point where I started to feel like, okay, I think I'm laughing, like, a little too hard. Like, especially, like, watching a guy not off from heroin snap awake and then, like, make a call. I'm like, yeah, that seems yeah. kind of like exploitative. He's married 25 dollars. And, and then you realize, like, oh, no, he's, like, the driving force behind this. So, actually, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm there is this now. a lot of Pat in here. Oh, so much Pat. And somehow and, not enough Pat. Yeah, He's such a good name. At one such point, he he disappears. So you're just like, where is Pat? Season or episode two ends on a cliffhanger of like, yeah, he just went off the grid. I haven't heard from him in years, and he's like exploring these. Speaking of Blair Witch, that fucking underpass he's looking, dude. At, oh like, yeah, <laughs> looks like the abandoned house at the end of the Blair Witch Project. It really like, does. Yeah. Oh my god, is he gonna find his fucking corpse under there? And it turns out he's like, nah, I just went to rehab. You want you want to look at these people again? And you're like. Fuck yeah, Pat. Yeah. Let's take him down. By the Let's way, I, I want to say something here about the whole structure of this. I think if telemarketers communicates any message, it is this. It is really hard to make a documentary. Oh, yeah. It is really, really hard because these people made this over the course of several years. And I have to admit, part of that is like, look, working with Pat Pepsis can't be the, the easiest thing in the world, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Showing up at the airport, taking the hand and I'm going... No, we gotta drive three <laughs> days instead. I that would be the end of my involvement. Yeah. Alright, well I got shit to do, man. I gotta go. Yeah. And I, I speak from a little bit of expertise here. Uh someone with a journalism degree. It is not easy to interview people. But it's a hell of a lot easier than Pat Pepsis makes it seem. <laughs> I, well, it does help when you, you know, get your interviewee's name right. Yeah. Well then driving all that way. And him just whiffing it because he got the guy's name wrong, and that was their only chance. It's so fucking good. There he is. I want him. Oh, dude, that's not Yates. It's Yos. It's almost as good as as when he's doing the stakeout for the police union guy, and they see the barbecue truck, and he just stuffs his face with barbecue, and there's a chase after him. His hat flying off because he runs <laughs> off so quickly to try and interview him. Also, him just like going to Houston and be like, well, I'm in Houston. He's just cutting to him buying a cowboy hat. Which... And it just cuts to him back at home in New Jersey still wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you bought it. You're not going to not wear it. Also, Parker, that's, I... That's the reason I don't have one. Yeah. I'll never take it off. Yeah. That's why you, you've never been to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I know myself. Now, now first of all, Parker... Uh, there's one thing I don't like on the show. Don't lie to me. Say, oh, I don't have a cowboy hat. You got three. Second of all, you do... My formal wear 10-gallon hat. Usually like I go to... Bond. Parker, <laughs> you do the single greatest Pat Pepsis impression I've ever heard. Could you well, let the folks at home uh, here? <laughs> the thing is, I was 
his he was just rolling around in my head for the entire week because I watched this yeah Friday morning after we recorded on Thursday like I I was all in <laughs> and it reminded me that our good friend Repick um he messaged me out of the blue just saying like you know how the fuck no one told me that Jiminy Glick was just Martin Short in a fat suit which is an <laughs> awesome message to get out of context yeah <laughs> and then I realized like oh like. Pat Pessimist is just Jiminy Glick coded. Like, he's just fat moron who keeps asking the worst questions. Senator Pat Pessimist here. Um, making these calls is bad. Why do you do it? And they're like, I have to go. He's like, we almost had him. Yeah, it's like, shouldn't we stop doing this? And they're like, yeah, I gotta go vote. And he just like picks up his stack of 20 papers. It's like, what can possibly be right my favorite thing in the world was uh, he said uh don't worry you can go over it with my staff they'll be with you right now and then the staff just leaves the room with him <laughs> <laughs> then another staff member comes in and goes you guys are gonna tear all this shit down right <laughs> yeah but you, you, you said we you said we could go no, no we got two meetings yeah got... later yeah like, we did a different time but yeah we're, we're busy yeah Get well help. yeah it's like have you guys never pat 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 pat, pat. i know you've got the cold shoulder before <laughs> He has all those papers. It's like, bro, you got his name wrong. What yeah. is written on there if you didn't get his name? I do like the little frame photo of him with his uh, with his old guy hat meeting with the senator. <laughs> I just like how the narrator at one point is like, it never really occurred to us that Pat might not be good at this. <laughs> the man's so passionate, you wouldn't even consider like, oh, maybe he fucking sucks at this. We should get someone else to interview politicians. Right. He keeps no. interrupting every single interviewee. Just have this fat moron just barreling down the streets of Houston going, Sir, sir, with the barbecue dripping off of his bib <laughs> like a fucking idiot. See, that's the thing I about the way it's constructed him. is, uh, look, clearly some shady shit going down here. Like, obviously the people who started CDG to begin with, uh, like the Pash, I think their name was Pash or Keezy or whatever their names were. Oh my god, dude. Uh, these seem like yeah, the worst. Yeah, infomercial. Yes, yeah. that is the way. I'm like, there's no way this is real. There's yeah. just no fucking way that's real. The thing is, I've seen commercials like that before. This it Me like too. A, That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, here's my thing. First of all, these guys seem like fucking scum of the earth. They seem like the worst fucking people on the planet. I hope they get fucking arrested. Uh, but Yeah, they won't. Yeah, I know. I, obviously. I mean, they make it pretty clear in the movie. It's like, look, you have a little bit of money, you're pretty much good. Uh, clearly some shady shit going on with them. Clearly some shady shit going on with the actual police who are, like, paying for these uh, services, right? Uh, although the movie isn't great at making cl- this clear because when I hear, oh, the FOP was corrupt, I'm like, well, yeah, CDG, cl- they changed their name to FOP, you know? So some stuff is probably getting mixed up here. I wouldn't be surprised if the guy who made this, the the, the not Pat Pepsis guy, if maybe he, like, uh, got some paperwork mi- mixed up or maybe some he misunderstood someone somewhere. He doesn't, let's be fair, he was also a telemarketer. He doesn't seem like the brightest guy in the world. That being said, the movie goes on, and uh, no, clearly the FOP was corrupt. Like, those emails are very, very damning. It's just that some stuff kind of gets lost in the shuffle here, and I keep thinking about the barbecue fingers thing. Because <laughs> when he goes, <laughs> he ch- not? Yeah, when he, ke- when he chases that guy, the guy just gets it. If, if Pat Pepsis, who I like, came running up to me with barbecue sauce all over his hands going, Sir! Sir! A word! Sir! Me, sir. I would, sir! Sir! I sir, would sir, book sir, it in the other direction. <laughs> I don't care who sir. or what is in my way. You have, no, you have no sense of adventure. I would have to know what he has to say. Is that... 
that's like walking past a cameraman. <laughs> it's like walking past a real life person with like a yellow quest marker above their head. Like I'm not yeah. gonna not talk to him. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. A minute, sir. <laughs> he looks like Pat Hespis here. <laughs> how come he? How come... <laughs> well, back to Jersey we go. <laughs> how, come he, how come he looks like Paul Bear with more makeup? <laughs> he looks. He looks like he's been embalmed. He's so cool, dude. <laughs> so anyway, my thing about that scene is that scene in any other investigative, uh, investigative journalistic uh, documentary, like if that was in a Michael Moore movie, right? You're like, oh, that shows they don't want to talk. They don't want any accountability. No, that guy don't want to talk about Pepsis. You know, <laughs> like. Imagine that dude just sauntering in with his one fancy jacket he has that just looks like a blue picnic tablecloth. Yeah. Just sitting down with that stack of papers. (laughs) Sir. Dude, when he tries to play the audio and he just keeps fucking (laughs) up. I'm so glad HBO left that in, by the way. What the fuck? Yeah. So fucking. (laughs) I would think I'm. I would think it's a bit. It's like okay, very funny. Like everyone knows who Borat is. No one's gonna fall for it. So this is not very good with technology. (laughs) Sorry, sir. Not good with technology, bro. Your job was phones. That was your only job. There is a lot of smiling politely in this movie. Oh, you're doing such a good job. Yeah. They should have just told him his special needs. It would have been a lot nicer to him. Right, exactly. I... Hey, Pespis, you're a couple questions. <laughs> uh-huh. Your impression wow. is so good. You wrote, that's a lot of big words on that paper. Did you write that by yourself? <laughs> I had some assistance. Now, <laughs> the CDG, and they're like, fucking, what are you talking, who are you? So, the one that gets me is, I, I keep coming back to, like, you said that fancy jacket that looks like a blue checkerboard tablecloth. I, you know, what I said about the Nola movies with their good suits and everything, that versus his fucking <laughs> suit. I want him in a Nolan movie. You know the other movie I was thinking about when I was watching this? I kept thinking about American Movie. Remember that one, Parker? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got 100%. a lot of those vibes here. Uh, I'm on he their side. He would He would have sobered up and then lost all of his money funding Coven. <laughs> Fucking moron. <laughs> I love that. He's my hero. Thank you for reminding me that's pronounced Coven. The fucking reveal of like, yeah, we split up, but also she got cancer, so now we just live together every day. It's like, that's oh, like the most wholesome life I've ever seen. It's like, yeah, we're together every day, you know, we're each other's whole life. And he's just sitting there playing a guitar yeah. that's not plugged in and the strings are all fucked up. You're like, man, Pat. Uh, well, hold on. I guess, let's not cast stones at uh, guitar players because he's better than I am. Uh, they played Same. They played one of his songs on the radio. He's like, yeah, pretty much sound like this. <laughs> and he's just going, yeah, it's actually kind of easy. <laughs> It's just the it's just the one note over and over like, like I know. Yeah. Now, an important thing about this is that uh, there are a few groups that we as a show hate more than journalists. As a journalism major, I feel like you would agree that the most annoying goddamn people, all these fucking Twitter journalists. Yeah. And when I see when I hear someone say that they're an independent journalist, I think of the most annoying people on earth. And Pat Pespis would unironically be like the realest dude to ever work at Vice. <laughs> dude just did heroin for like 15 years, disappeared without a trace, and then just shows up unannounced 
driving three days straight, blaring '90s death metal, to then jump on a bunch of crooked businessmen. Like you're right, none he, of those nerds have ever done anything that cool in their life. He really is our nation, our generation's Hunter S. Thompson. I need to do Fear and Loathing in New Jersey with him. Yeah, I did some journalism, but check this out. I have sleeve tattoos. Like, wow, you're so punk rock, dude. Yeah, Fuck exactly. I, Pat Pesmus is real. There are a lot of like that exact type that you described. You know, I I don't remember one of his names. There was a guy. Who used to do stuff like that? He was like this independent, and he was freelance and everything. He was such a bad writer too, and people thought he was cool because he was a leftist. Pat wow, Pepsi. I thought you were gonna be like a nerdy journalist, but like you, you shave your head and you have a spiderweb tattoo. Did you kill anyone? Yeah. No. Okay, well, still oh, cool, and, I guess. Oh, yeah. and you say fuck in your articles? Wow. Yeah. They, hang on. They let you guys swear over there. You all, Pat Pepsis is just sitting in the fucking parking lot, just. <laughs> Doing rips of heroin, getting <laughs> cheese out of his goddamn mind and stealing money. Meeting with people. senators. He's getting shit to almost getting shit done. <laughs> the fact that this aired like a week later, that senator that blew him off is like, actually, I'm going to reopen the investigation. <laughs> I guess that's, that's power. That, that was an episode of Hey Arnold. That's where Mr. Green ran for mayor. <laughs> the whole world saw the greatest journalist of our time clown this dude and him sneak out and be like, I need to go vote. Uh, and then he's like, I'm going to save face. Uh, I need reports from everyone about the FTC. Like that's pessimist wins. I like the idea of like people picketing outside his his home and being like, "Why did you disrespect Pat?" (laughs) I mean, but also like, if that were any other person, that guy would have been completely right to look at his stack of fucking papers shuffling around and be like, "I'm gonna go do something else." But how dare you blow off Pat? (laughs) Exactly. I have damning evidence. Hang on, I can't get the audio to play. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. I have to admit, like, in, in if I were in his shoes, I also would have been like, I gotta go. I gotta, it's whatever. <laughs> we will talk. I appreciate meeting with concerned citizens. Vote for me in the upcoming election. I'm out of this bitch. But... Like, <laughs> you're in that car for three days, pulling over on the highway because he saw an alligator and wanted to throw oh marshmallows God. at it. <laughs> You finally get there. He just goes, sir, sir, is your name this? And the guy goes, no. And he's like, ah, he's avoiding me. You're like, no, that's not his name. (laughs) Ah, well, let's go fill up the car and go home, I guess. I would choke him out and leave him in Florida. I'd be so fucking mad. I did like that. They He interviewed one guy with like the police go like, did you know about this? The guy's like, no. (laughs) What about this? (laughs) No. <laughs> well, why would I? <laughs> Those are not the answers you want from your guests on your documentary. <laughs> ah, so you weren't aware of the illegal funds? Like, no, no. someone gave us money. Why would I look into it? <laughs> you fucking idiot. I, he was like, has anyone in your organization ever accepted bribes? He'd be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you know there's a camera in front of me, right? Uh, <laughs> what I, the fuck are you doing? I hope I, not. I could pistol whip you right here and no one would stop me. <laughs> the barbecue looked pretty good, though. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yeah, looked real good. He agreed. Stop this whole investigation. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> Same. 100%. Yeah. He just comes sauntering down the sidewalk like serendipity, like, oh my god, fate has brought him into your lap. Get yeah. him, Pat. And he just, sir, sir. Sir, he's gone. All right, well, we gotta go. At least Michael Bohr has the common decency to, like, edit that shit out, you know? I thought you were gonna say not run. Yeah, also that. <laughs> I mean... 
His fucking Scooby Doo ass sound effects. There, there are some. There's some body types in this thing. <laughs> They're thick, dude. That one guy who's uh, voice modulated the whole time. He is as big as uh, who's who's the fat guy again? Big Pete. I'm pretty sure that is Big Jim, dude. That's Big Jim. It's that, gotta be. Oh, you think that's Big Jim? Oh, they, <laughs> Big Jim just got lap band <laughs> surgery. Yeah, so he's he's only three fifty, I guess. That guy a is enormous. Three bills. He's also a piece of shit. He's just like, yeah, I like ripping off cops. Whatever. I gotta make my money. Well, I won't say anymore. No, no. It's <laughs> also about. Like, it's also. I mean, the other shitty thing about it is like, is like hearing. Uh, oh man, did you hear about Joey? Oh, what was it? Coke or heroin? But it is what it is. I'm like, it is what it is, man. <laughs> it's like, bro, those. That's everyone you know. Yeah. With that being said, I also... Call centers at 40, my man. I also, I also want to extend a stern wag of the finger to all the marks in this. That one crackhead that they get to call the guy, his phone dies and he calls it back and the guy still sends him money. The fuck is wrong that with you? divine intervention to save you from getting scammed. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sorry, I'm actually on the beat right now. I had to change phones. Like, this guy checks out. And you want $30 a month until I die? Yeah. Oh. So... Kids, if you ever if you ever get a call from a telemarketer, hang up. If Ask if it's Pat. Yeah. If it's Pat, if he asks for money, then... I'm giving him money. Yeah. <laughs> he's too you good think at it. Able to reach that tier? No, but I'll find a way, Pat. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, I I don't want to be too mean about old people, but when it shows that news clip of that lady being like, "Yeah, I had to borrow I was money say so that. I could yeah. pay this every month," it's like. Ma'am, you've been on this planet like 80 years. Do you not know what a scam is, you fucking moron? <laughs> that is, I, I will say, that is one thing I appreciated about the actual, you know, like, whatever journalistic uh, ability was put into this movie. Like, showing us the thing where it's just like, yeah, look at all these Chinese restaurants with all their FOP stickers. It's like, oh, okay, so it's not just stupid old people. This is actually bad. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's yeah. That, extremely important because otherwise, yeah. hey, yeah, like, immigrant, you know, we're for, with the police, right? Do you want to support the police? Like, oh, God, please. Yes. I'm so tired of this. Yeah. Which, by the way, that didn't make me feel great when they showed, like, the Latina workers in the thing all raising their hands like that. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely not an accident. Yeah. You see, at first, when the, that doesn't happen down here at all. Yeah. At first, with that black interview, he said, yeah, it's basically modern day slavery. If you don't hit your quotas, they fire you. And I was just like, yeah, that happens everywhere. And she's like, yeah, then they send you back to jail <laughs> and they call your probation <laughs> officer. I'm like, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe <laughs> well, I'll let you cook. Job. You're right. Don't get yeah. your job and you get fired. Wow. What a. Oh, you said what now? Yeah. Oh, okay. How, how many how many communists do you yeah. think how many how many communists left wing like Twitter socialists like watch this or like really bad that like the the Pash brothers were making all this money they didn't kick it down to the telemarketers <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it's income inequality it's not fair guys we should form a union <laughs> oh <laughs> the doors were bolted shut the next morning <laughs> end of movie yeah. Anyway, this guy reminded me of, like, uh, you know, they got those, like, call centers in, um, like, New Delhi and stuff like that, where they, they're they just basically uh, ripping off uh, old folks as well. And, oh, uh, my God. Do you think those Indian dudes are mainlining heroin while they call us? Basically, I so. what I want is I really want the Indian Pat Pepsis. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, brothers. We have nothing to lose but our chains. <laughs> right, <Pat>. <laughs> <laughs> just going on, going on YouTube and seeing some Indian guy with the flattest ass you've ever seen. <laughs> just at some call center. 
Uh, my jerk of the week is Chris for just dangling like, yeah, well, what an Indian Pat Pesta sound <laughs> just, like? You're just dangling uh, that. Yeah, just knowing. put that ball in the tee because I think we go. A little hey, something. Guys, can, can we take like, ten? I've got to get some stuff out of my system. This. <laughs> I need to take a walk around the neighborhood. Hello, baby girl. Nick, Nick Mullen. <laughs> Big Bob's I want to suck on <laughs> Want to kiss you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad there were multiple routes you could have taken it. I'm really happy you chose that one. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna gotten dark. Yeah, it could have. But luckily, uh, we're not that kind of show. Not anymore. No. Frantically pulling up the Tiger Woods text to read him in that voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me of that ass that I own. <laughs> but anyway, speaking about racism, uh, remember last episode? Uh, Alex is like, "Hey, if you cut that, I'm gonna, you know." Uh, I'm gonna make you pick, you a pick team. another team. Yeah. Well, I uh, I decided that I would leave it in mostly because uh, it was funny enough that we brought it up later, <laughs> and it was a it was a funny enough joke. I was like, ah, you know, I'll just leave it in. Also, I don't want to pick a fourth team. But uh, it's also like, look, I've been fired at this point. This isn't gonna sink me. Yeah. Also, I part of the reason I was like kind of feeling depressed is like maybe it was because I was just bad at editing, but I was going through like our SoundCloud listens, and it was like double digits and that's like not good and then i was like well look no one's listening who fucking cares i could just say whatever shit i want right and then as i got ready to upload it was like uh you have 1358 plays and i'm like like this this past 24 hours i'm like oh <laughs> also who the fuck listens on soundcloud those numbers aren't real I, I don't know how it drags. I think it maybe it drags uh, for, because that's where the RSS feed is hosted. So I think it drags from like Spotify, iTunes, um, wherever else this is hosted. Google Play Store. No one listens to this. And also, yeah, thank also, God no one yeah. listens yeah, to this. That's the, yeah. If you are listening to this. It would be a lot different and a yeah. lot worse yeah, than anyone listens A message to anyone who's listening to this. What the fuck is wrong with you? So. Imagine if I had to stop doing that voice 10 minutes ago so I could tell you about HelloFresh. Fucking suck. No, you just gotta do the ad read in that voice, right? Right. <laughs> Every ad is one and done on this show. Me undies! <laughs> you don't want sweat on your balls? <laughs> uh, no, dude, it's. it. Parker's reading it in a norm, well, relatively normal voice. And, like, I do a Pat Pest is just constantly interrupting me. Like, yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what they don't tell you. They don't tell you. You don't want your fucking swamp ass. When it would just cut back to him, like, mid-sentence about some government conspiracy, I'm like, this is what I'm to watch right here. He also has the <laughs> right... supportive wife yeah, interrupting, he... asking how many hot dogs he wants. <laughs> you know what? Just put all of them in there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have that kind of a good day, where it's an old, old hot dog just sandwich. doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. What, Pat? By the way, he has the perfect fat guy face with the mustache, with the sunglasses, with the hat. So when he nods in the background, be like... Yeah, like if you didn't hear with a, his with voice a second and you, someone showed you a picture, you'd be like, "Oh, Bears fan, cool." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. He yeah. has a Chicago. He face. really does. Yeah, uh, he does. Even though he wears a Giants jacket the the entire thing, which I uh, hope he's doing all right right now. Uh, he does kind of yeah, look like <laughs> one and one, baby. Oh well, yeah, you're right. Could be worse. Tactically, I look forward <laughs> to hearing from you guys when you have to pick them. <laughs> <laughs> You don't forget, no. you're here there's, forever. 
there's fraudulent activities all the way to the top. I'm driving up to Maryland. We're gonna get this sorted. You know, he's he, scared to fly. When he wears the sunglasses, some of that barbecue. <laughs> now I want barbecue. You know, I want to dress as Pat Pessimist for Halloween. <laughs> when he when he uh, <laughs> that hair is gonna be the toughest part. He looks like King Buzzo with a dye job. Just walking around in a 90s giant starter jacket with a big old fucking barbecue bib on my neck and a tin gallon hat. No, but what are you going to? It's well, Halloween. Like Jim for? Ross. <laughs> yeah, I can do it tomorrow. Who yeah, exactly. <laughs> you I'm get a job offers, you do that. <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. Yeah. You know, when he wears the sunglasses, he really does kind of look like Weekend at Bernie's. Dude, he wears them during every interview. <laughs> Bro, take your fucking shades off. You're talking to a senator wearing like a full suit. He's just sitting there looking like a corpse. I do like the idea that he like he was calling those charities. He said, "Yeah, those charities I called were stalking me because that's what charities do." And he's it's like, "Look, that same car from the McDonald's. We got to talk about the McDonald's." Oh so, God, God, thank you. Dude. Thank you. <laughs> They go to first. I don't know if this is like a thing that they do in investigative journalistic documentaries because I I've seen a fair amount and they don't usually do this, but they go to a McDonald's to yell really loud into the phone, be like, "You're ripping me off!" <laughs> <laughs> they have the documents right next to like a big fucking thing of ketchup, uh, and if at some point the manager t- comes up to them and says, "You get the fuck out of my McDonald's." <laughs> Yeah, they, they don't really like me here. It's like, so you've developed a rapport with the yeah. local McDonald's, and they recognize you. Yeah, one time I came here and said, yeah, the wife, I fucking sucks, and they made me leave. <laughs> so I'm here, we come back. Yelling at some 17-year-old working at McDonald's that their Wi-Fi is not good enough for him to do investigative journalism. <laughs> that guy comes in, it's like, the the blow the lid off the whole system. <laughs> oh, you know we got kicked out of the library after 10 minutes. Oh, absolutely. Screaming into his phone. <laughs> Screaming like an old man trying to like get through the robocall. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. I gotta know what his order is at McDonald's. I gotta try the Pat Pepsis. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love him. Dude. I want them to make more series with him. Just like give him a prompt in like a little manila folder, a little dossier, and be like, all right, go solve this. I do like his introduction where they like saying, yeah, Pat Pepsis, he was crazy, man. And then it cuts like one of those like, you know, gorilla footage things where he was like actually showing his first few days on the job. He's like, Pat, is it true that you once snorted an entire brick of cocaine? And he's like, no, no. Okay, so here's the thing. And <laughs> he gets ready to tell the story. Man, I, uh,. I want to be always not good at pretending to not be guilty. Oh yeah. Oh, then you do this. He just he does the thing everyone would do with this. Look at the camera. Go, hey man, not on camera. Yeah. Which is a weird way to say, no. Who would do that? Yeah. At one point, he encouraged him to film him yesterday. Don't film me. It's like you can say no, Pat. No, no. Let's get this on. He he was on those Nashville nipplers. Those Broward He's County tickets. Because he just covers the camera with his hand and says it. It's like, that's not how cameras work, Pat. They have brain yeah. <laughs> Now that is some symbiote. <laughs> All right. It's amplified all of my emotions. <laughs> Heroin kind of is a symbiote. Yeah, really? All right, well. Dude's just fucking going to the bathroom. 
injecting heroin and coming out and just fleecing old people for thousands and thousands of dollars. See, that's the thing that bothered me about it. It's like, he comes up, he's like, he does like some heroin. He goes to work, he's like, all right, we got to get $250 an hour or else we go home. Like, I don't think I could get $250 in a day out of these people. I don't want to do that. No, I have a conscience. It's like, Everyone's going to hang up. I'll go work construction. Also, I won't lift a... anything. I might cry, but I'm yeah. not going <laughs> to beg these old people to give money to cops. Yeah. But no, the man's uh, he's built different. Anyway, Alex. Quite uh, literally, he is built very differently. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, somehow I don't have anything else. I've already gone to like an hour ten here. Look, oh, we were yeah. always going to talk for 30 minutes about telemarketers. This yeah, it's, baked in. Yeah, right. What'd you watch? Um, just a couple to talk about here. Uh, <clears throat> so, after having watched telemarketers last week, uh, as you'll remember, there's like four different times when Pat yells, Yeah, we're really Michael Mooring this shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, as a result of that, I realized that my wife has never seen a Michael Moore movie, because why would she? She wasn't in the States until, like, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I had her watch Sicko with me, which is a movie that I haven't seen since it came out. Um, not gonna belabor the point on Michael Moore, because A, he's very, very, very good at this, and B, he is very, very, very annoying. So, uh, I'm pretty sure that's one that, like, anybody that's seen one, one if not all of his movies, you know... There's two counts you can pretty much agree on. Like, Mm -hmm. this movie has, like, a 90-second fan cam to Hillary Clinton, uh, you know. But it, all around that is, like, just, like, really, really well put together, uh, you know. Dad just texted me. He's not happy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The one thing that I will say about this, though, is that this came out in 2007, so, you know, Uh, Mm pre-Obamacare. And I kept having to look at her and be like, okay, we don't do things that way anymore. We don't do it that way anymore either. Yeah, all those people that made you cry for like 25 minutes, like 80% of them would be covered now. We're listening and learning. Don't worry about it. But uh, there's a point where he's he says, like, what's wrong with socialized medicine? You know, we love socialist policy when it comes to all these other areas of our country, such as our schools, our libraries, and our post offices. And goddamn, did that age like milk. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like I was, I was talking to Parker about watching this earlier this week, and uh, uh, Chris, you've seen Sicko, right? I have not seen Sicko. Okay, well, I'm gonna tell you guys how it ends because it's just unbelievably good filmmaking. You're getting me back for Halloween too. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> a movie that we have equal likelihoods of having the other right. person watch. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, the uh, the money shot of this movie is he takes a bunch of fucking nine eleven first responders that can't get their health covered in the U S. puts them on a boat and takes them to Cuba, where they do everything for free to show how good it is. And it's like, damn, that's a sick final scene of the movie. But the actual final scene of the movie is him going, oh, also, there's this guy who runs an anti Michael Moore website and his wife has cancer, and he posted how he was gonna have to shut the website down. So I sent him twelve grand anonymously, and this is how he's finding out. That I, I'm the beneficiary, of, or or that I'm the the I'm his benefactor. Eh, words, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, unbelievably good filmmaking, especially if you like any normal person hates the U.S. health insurance industry. Um, what else we got here? Okay, here's a movie that I think I got a trailer for once, and I was just like. Well, that's either going to be really good or really annoying, and I'm probably not going to find out until somebody else tells me. And then nobody else that I knew saw it, so I ended up having to be the guinea pig. Uh, It's a movie that came out this year called Theater Camp. 
Oh, uh, I wanted to see this. I saw the oh, trailer. I, I really it. liked it. I saw that on Hulu this week. I haven't watched it yet, though. Oh, I it, uh, it is nearly impossible to perfectly straddle the laughing at you, laughing with you line. And this movie fucking hits it out of the park. I think this is fantastic. This is one of my favorite things I've seen this year. Uh, genuinely funny. I imagine this is something that's funny for everybody, but as somebody that did backstage crew for like a year and a half, like all the theater kid shit in this also hit for me. Like, because I, just, I know these people, I know how they are. Uh, I like there there's there's a scene where uh, um you know they're all like getting to camp and getting their show set up and one of the people that's in charge like mentions the lighting crew and it's a cut over to these two fat kids who look at each other and high five and it's like yep <laughs> that's lighting <laughs> yep. it's just it's they the vibe on this is absolutely perfect uh it's got a heart the original music for the show that they put together is like actually good like I I loved this. I had an absolute blast. Uh, definitely, uh, like, definitely don't skip on it if you ever mouse over it and thinking about pressing play. Like, it is a movie that, in other hands, could have been super, super annoying, but it's not. I promise you'll have yeah, a good time. Yeah, I'm deaf trying to see this one. Yeah, I, I highly, highly recommend. I'm obviously not going to like run down jokes here for people that want to see the movie, but. Uh, right. It's good. There is one that I will give away, because there's, you know, the one fucking normal kid that can sing who ends up in, like, the High Achiever group there, and at one point the theater kids catch him sneaking over to the other camp to play football, which uh, <laughs> did a whole lot for me, let me tell you. Um, so, earlier tonight, like, we were looking for something to put on. Uh, she added, like, 200 movies to her letterbox watch list the other week, like, seemingly at random, and, you know, my feed has been unusable because I have to scroll through three pages of her adding movies. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, we were looking through it. It's like, okay, cool, let's let's see what we want to watch. And I got, like, eight down. I'm like, oh, fuck, you haven't seen Red Eye? We're watching that right now. It's under oh, 90 minutes. Yeah, Man, I think Red Eye's a perfect movie. Like, this is now the second time I've seen it in what I think is, like, the last three years, which, you know... For me to rewatch a movie, especially a Wes Craven movie, that with that short of a turnaround is saying something. Uh, God damn, every single part of that movie hits. I paused the movie the second they get on the plane. 20 minutes and 38 seconds. Thank you, Wes Craven. We spend exactly the amount of the the uh, right amount of time on the plane because you know with most movies that take place on a plane, like you're on the plane for too long. There's only so much you can do on a plane. So, like, yeah, after 40 minutes up in the air, get me off the fucking plane and show me a real third act. And then we just get, hey, look, I'm Wes Craven. I'm going to turn Killian Murphy into a fucking horror movie monster and have him chase her around with a knife for 20 minutes. Like, it's perfect. Everything about that movie is exactly how you want it to be. Rachel McAdams is unbelievably good in this movie. I watched this and all I could do is sit there and just go, why is she not in everything? Like, there's no part of this that she's not great at. God, the movie's so fucking good. Man, I want to watch that again. 86 minutes. I love love that movie. 86 minutes. Turns out that one in ten times that Wes Craven cooked, he really, really cooked. I know Wes Craven has like six or seven like iconic horror movies, but I think Red Eyes are my top three. Oh, legitimately. Easily. It's so good. I would, I mean, like, I love Scream. I would watch this before Scream in a heartbeat. Like, I, this, it's just everything about it is exactly how you want a movie to be. It's like, oh, shit. Thank God someone gets it. Now let me go watch this 150-minute Spider-Man movie. 
<laughs> do be like that sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, what can you do? Um, made a trip to the theater this week. Uh, decided that uh, I had been slacking on keeping up with the new releases. And uh, as I'm sure has been the case for at least one and possibly both of you, that fucking Haunting in Venice trailer has just been living in my head. Dude, like, I, the reveal the first time I saw that trailer was like, okay, well, I have to see this now. <laughs> when he turned to the camera and I saw he was playing Poirot, I was like, I'm sorry, what is this? This ghost movie with Tina Fey? Yeah. All right, sure. Yeah, so for uh, for those of you that are uninitiated, uh, Mr. Satan Poirot plays the world's greatest detective. Thank you. Thank and, you so uh, much for that. I really appreciate that. You're good, buddy. I got you covered. Um, but uh, he's... I guess retired from detectiving because he's sad because he saw stuff in the war until Tina Fey invites him to a seance and then people start getting murdered. Hey, you know what we love on this show? Ghosts. You know what else we love on this show? Mysteries. This fucking hits. Everything about it's great. You're in this one, like, old-timey fucking house in Venice for one night during a rainstorm. And it's exactly where you want to be. This movie was so enjoyable that I almost watched Death on the Nile when I got home, and then I talked myself out of it, because, boy, does everyone hate that movie. Um, But, uh, yeah, turns out if you just put out, like, a fucking mid-budget movie that keeps you engaged and makes you think and has a halfway competent director at the helm, like, it's gonna be pretty good, and everyone's gonna mouse over this in six months when it's on Netflix and a bunch of them are going to press play and those people are going to be like, yeah, it's pretty good. And 100%. Yeah. I, less I, than two, a sub two hour thriller with ghosts. You bet your fucking ass in a spooky old house. Yes. Yeah, there's no way I'm not watching that. Obviously. 100%. Like, it's... I and it's, I will it's, also not watch Death on the Nile. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's, that clip of Gal Gadot really cracks me up every time it pops up. I watch that it. is true. Uh, it's, I, I really, really thought about it. Uh, maybe at some point. I, I, mostly because I didn't want to be out of place on the show as somebody that's seen only the first and third movies in a series. Like I feel like I'm going to get bullied for that. And I don't know how much of my ten grand i am getting back when we have that fight. Um, yeah, no, absolutely very solid. I think Bradog is the perfect director for something like this because A, he gets names, and B, like... He's like the textbook definition of like a pretty good filmmaker to me in that he does things that good filmmakers do, but in a way that's obvious to me, a moron. So I, uh, I, I really appreciate him having something of this level of pulp because it, it j- similar to Red Eye, everything in this movie hits. Um, I had a very good time. Don't know why this is out in IMAX, but uh, that's not my problem. That's your money, theaters. <laughs> two under two hour thrillers that's what a that's, good week yeah we take those and now <laughs> what we've all been waiting for because thanks to the game of games i had to watch the first episode of the celebrity paranormal project yes to revisit yes. this is a ghost show that aired on vh1 in 2006 with a bunch of celebrities so we get our background of like uh the place that they're gonna stay which is a place called waverly asylum which uh according to the the text that comes up at the beginning and the voiceover, is home to over 63,000 ghosts. Whoa! Um, yeah? No? I don't think so. Uh, 
our our heroes they get like a spooky old timey letter with instructions they have to read, and then we we get our intros to everybody. Um, first of which, of course, is Gary Busey because why wouldn't he be on this show? Um, don't need to define who he is. However, on his little fucking golden eye dossier that pops up on the screen uh by the way every time that i mention text in this movie or something appearing on the screen uh you know like the the fucking bullet sound that like typewriters do like like the, the not that actual typewriters do but the sound effect yeah like the um that but like the digital version you know where, oh. where they try to make it sound all computery uh yeah. every single time it's great um uh so one of Gary Busey's things in his dossier is was surrounded by angels during a near-death experience. Uh, I believe it. I believe he believes it. We got one of the ladies from Baywatch whose name I didn't know before I watched this. Um, we have uh, Hal Sparks, a.k.a. the dude who played Zoltan and Dude Where's My Car. Um, his little dossier says frequent contributor on VH1's I Love The series, which, uh, oh, he you sure know, was. heavy hitter. Um we have somebody that finished sixth on America's Next Top Model and somebody that won Survivor. So, uh, again, Celebrity Paranormal Project. Um, we start to get a little bit more lore about the asylum as the people are coming in. Uh, we have a guy with a voice modulator talking about tuberculosis and how it didn't even discriminate and killed even doctors. Because, you know, it's an illness. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> Yeah. You think uh, tuberculosis would just go around them. <laughs> we get something I wasn't expecting in the show, which is interviews with local residents about how spooky the place is. But, uh, you know, I'm always here for that. Um, so they have, like, a little base camp that they, they set up in, which is just, like, a wood-paneled office with, like, a couple snack trays set out. Like, literally, like, the circular ones with, like, the veggies and dip. Like, just two of those on a table and a bunch of guys with cameras in a little room. This is where they... Uh, they communicate with whoever's out exploring the hospital. Uh, before they leave this room for the first time, Gary Busey looks into the camera and says, they're waiting for us. Which, uh, you know, we love to see that. Man <laughs> understands the assignment. Uh, when we talked about Gonjum a couple weeks ago, uh, I, I know I mentioned again that uh, I think part of the reason the movie works so well is the GoPros, and I don't know why more things haven't done GoPros in a haunted house setting. Well, uh, we have the 2006 version of GoPros in this. Because uh, it's just cameras on these celebrities' faces while they're walking around. Um, they have, like, a little ghost meter wand thing that somebody points at the ghost while somebody else in a, in a celebrity paranormal project-themed laptop just watches what looks like Doppler radar, except with little circles where the ghosts are supposed to be. Uh, eh, you know, it's, this is just what the technology was back then. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so they go out like one or two at a time uh and then you know they they get scared because they're walking around an abandoned haunted building at night and then they come back and like two other people go out and this is like most of the show like 20 minutes is just this uh and then at the end the celebrities have to pick somebody to be the conduit uh <laughs> the person who's gonna have to communicate with the ghosts so for this, the celebrities get together and they decide it's going to be Hal Sparks. Because when he went out on his little mission, he didn't see any ghosts. But then, like, five minutes later, he just found a noose in a room. So now he believes the ghosts are real. So uh, now that we know he's the conduit, 
uh, they they go back into the the haunted asylum. Uh, they put their hands on a whiteboard that has like little handprints drawn, and then House Sparks walks into another room for about thirty seconds, and then everybody's like, "Wow, man, that sure was haunted, wasn't it?" And uh, it it was at this point that I realized my episode was over, and in the forty four minutes that I was watching on Tubi TV, they did not bother to show me a single commercial. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> They're just it's like nobody's watching you, this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Until you watch <laughs> Spider-Man three. Yeah. Well, you know they can't all be baggers. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out I love ghosts, and I love mid two thousand celebrities appearing on VH one, <laughs> even though I don't know who three of these people are. It's like Gary Busey's funny. Always like that dude was in real movies for decades, and he's standing next to the guy from I Love the Eighties. <laughs> Talking about like, I saw angels. You're like, oh fuck me, get me out of here. If Gary Busey looks in your eyes and tell you he saw angels, you have to go. You're going to meet some tonight. I promise you. And him and him and Pat Pespa, this is real one A one B. Of <laughs> you, oh my god, you get them to talk to each other. They just stun lock each other. Oh my god, physically oh. move them. Dream block rotation. Some fucking shield break and smash break. <laughs> they just stand there wobbling, ranting about whatever DTs they're having. Oh, I just softlocked the game. <laughs> <laughs> you got a Pat Pespis kill screen coming up. I'm very excited. I feel like that's in my future. Oh, I'm sure it is. Uh, we'll see who is deciding those futures. Very shortly, but before that, let's hear what you watched this week. Alright, so I guess I'll... Let me start with the show I was assigned. Let me talk to you guys about The Immortal. A, something I've never heard of. I could only find on Tubi. And, uh... I watched it on my phone, and I had to... It tried to full screen it, and it cut off all the text on the bottom, because it's only presented in 4 through <laughs> format, so we, so we had to go into window mode. <laughs> this aired in October of the year 2000. One of the last truly great years of uh, American <laughs> and Canadian cinema. So, um, the show is about demons. We all love demons on here. Um, every demon on the show is just a Canadian television actor with superimposed yellow eyes. Um, they look exactly like the Goosebumps intro where the dog's eyes glow. <laughs> That's how all the demons look. <laughs> uh, it does not take long to realize that this show is just a heinous ripoff of Highlander. But the show, not the movie. <laughs> so we're we're doing real good. Um, just another thing about the actors. Um, the list, it's a bunch of people you've never heard of. So I clicked on the second lead. And uh, his credits include The Skulls 3 <laughs> and Pterodactyl, a sci-fi channel film that also stars Coolio. So this is what we're operating in here. Next week's episode. Um, there's a bunch of demons fighting. Oh, 100%. And then Lorenzo Lamas shows up. Uh, he's wearing a trench coat. He's got long hair. He's got sunglasses on. And his delivery is, let's say, stilted. <laughs> he just walks in and jumps on a car and goes, Hey, why can't I ever? 
get a cab in this part of town. <laughs> and uh, then he does a bunch of wall runs while wearing a trench coat. And just for the team. record, Parker, when you sent me that picture of him, uh, I was sitting on the couch next to my wife, and I showed it to her, and her response was, is he wearing sunglasses, or did they just really darken his eyes to make him look like a demon? And I couldn't answer the question. So. Correct. <laughs> That's that's a different fit he's got later on, where he's got the double XL zip up jacket on as he's walking in slow motion. So yeah, he does a bunch of wall runs. Uh, he's wearing a really cool trench coat, like I said, and um, he stabs demons with a sword. And when the demons die, a little like red clip art hell portal opens up and swallows them up. This is all in, like the first minute, by the way. Also, we find out his name is Raphael Kane, but he goes by Rafe. So his name is Rafe Kane. So this scene happens, right? He saves some girl from these uh, Canadian demons. And then we just flash back to 16th century Asia. Asia's pretty big, right? What part of Asia? Yeah, wouldn't you like to know? Anyways. (laughs) Lorenzo Lamas' ship crashes, and he stumbles upon a Japanese guy who speaks Japanese. But it's just in Asia. But also the guy speaks fluent English and also knows magic. More on that later. <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. Um, <laughs> in case uh, you need a reminder, this came out in the year 2000. We cut back and forth constantly. Like, there's no structure to this whatsoever. Um, the girl's like, hey, those guys attacked me. They're kind of some kind of demons, right? And the driver, um, who is Lorenzo Lamas' friend... Uh, who is also from ancient Asia, but is also white and speaks Japanese. Uh, he's wearing a backwards fitted hat, and he goes, "Yeah, lady, well, it ain't the Backstreet Boys." <laughs> so this is really good, is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Uh, we go back in time. <laughs> yeah, let that sink in. Um, his Japanese wife gets murdered by two evil Japanese people in Asia, and he cradles her body and slowly screams out in slow motion. And then at that point, uh, he dedicates his life to vengeance. We cut back to the future again. And the villains that killed his wife are just also in present day. And it turns out they're hunting him down for some reason. Even though it seems like they got one over on him. I don't know why they're mad at him. It seems like they're winning. But they've just been chasing each other for like 400 years apparently. Um, they both have magic powers. And also they are dangerously horny for each other in public. There's a fantastic scene where they're in some like shitty little restaurant and they're just there's kissing and there's just fucking ugly kissing where it's like hey lady my kids are here like can you fucking <laughs> save that so the waiter comes up he's like hey how's it going can I get you guys anything and she hands him a wad of cash and when she touches his hand he just like she makes him witness him like meeting the love of his life them getting married them having a kid and then her getting hit by a car and him at her funeral and then he just starts sobbing and walks off and she's just like <laughs> and then they start making out again really grossly <laughs> um so our hero is searching for these two uh they're demons they're from hell as it turns out and he's just walking around wearing a it's a real nathan for you size jacket in slow motion he's got sunglasses on the sunglasses, like, you could only find them in a Matrix parody off YouTube in, like, 2007. It's those kind of shades. And this is all interspersed with him uh, forging his own sword 500 years in the past. Um, he, in the past, he swears an oath of vengeance, and then his sword starts glowing. And then the old Japanese guy from earlier comes up, and he's like, Hey, man, check this shit out. Uh, those were demons, and also you're the chosen one. Do you want to learn some magic? 
And then the episode ends on a fucking cliffhanger with him kidnapping his little cuck friend. And I swear to God, if y'all don't let me pick episode two, I'm going to freak the fuck out. It's a real shame if you had to watch Victoria. One of the dumbest goddamn things I've ever seen in my life. I don't know where this aired. I mean, I know it aired in Canada, but I don't know if it even aired on TV. This seems like something that just got made and it's like, let's put this on a shelf until we need it. Then 9-11 happened and they're like, well, we can't. We don't have movies anymore. Um, absolutely A+. plus. I look forward to everyone fighting over this show for the remainder <laughs> of the season. <laughs> it is a doozy. So, uh, instead of going to sleep on time like I planned on today, I finished watching The Flash. So here's the thing. Um, I actually started liking the movie, and then I looked at it and was like, oh, there's like 20 minutes left. What the <laughs> fuck, guys? Alex, can you... I don't want to just put this on you. I don't want to yell like, hey, why'd you like this? But I'm trying to remember your, t- your takes specifically. Because I really started enjoying back when like they realized that he can't just keep trying to fix the past and everything from that segment on. I very much enjoyed. But it took two hours to get there. I think the ultimate difference is I didn't hate the beginning as much as you did. Um, I actually, like, like, I wouldn't say that any part of the first 45 minutes of that movie is good, but I found it tolerable. So when it went from tolerable to enjoyable, I was just already in a pretty good place. Uh, I think that's probably the best way to answer your question, but uh, there were certain specific scenes that I liked. Uh, the fucking fight scene when they're both running in the big circle while uh, the Tour song plays, I think works better than it should, but... Uh, it's, you know, normally I hate that scene in every movie oh, that it's yeah. ever happened in. And with that one, I was like, you know, they're just running, but I'm kind of fine with it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, I at this point, I just look at him like, okay, I see a bunch of CGI things fighting on a big empty field. That's par for the course. I'm not going to get mad anymore. That's how these work yeah. now. Hey, good on Michael Shannon for making some extra money. At no point, like... I'm not a big Flash fan. I don't care about the character. But like Chris, like I liked the Justice League cartoon. I like I like what I saw of the Flash. So at no point of this movie come out was I like, boy, I sure hope the bad guy's General Zod again. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, here we are. Well, I, I guess it helps in uh, in my case that I've never seen the other movie that he was in. So that's oh all new. God. Man of Steel is like the most three-star movie I've ever seen in my uh, life. That's the reason I never watched it. That's a, that's a bit high for me. It, it's more boring than anything else. Yeah, it's... I don't know, I feel like he'd really get on board with mm. the whole cold open just being uh, Russell Crowe on Krypton. I feel like that would that would grab him. Oh, yeah, that, uh, actually, that would work. That, that actually... Yeah, I'm listening. Love it. In fact, <laughs> hologram Russell Crowe at the end is even better. Yeah. Helping yeah, see it's booking, so you have to yeah. watch the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Now that I was over, like, my initial annoyance at not one, but Dose Ezra Miller's, um, I actually kind of liked the way they were able to backdoor the Flash's origin story into this, because, look, there is no one on this planet more sick of superhero origin stories than me. But also, if you're going to have a character that needs one, I would like to see a guy that can move so fast he can physically shift through matter. I'd, I'd like to enjoy watching him, like, discover that. Yeah, that for seems sure. like a very overpowered thing that would be difficult. Like, I don't need to see fucking Bruce Wayne's parents die. I don't need to see Superman's origin. But like, again, like I watched the Justice League cartoon, but there's, 
I ain't watching that fucking CW show. I don't know anything about this dude. Give me something. Like, of all the people just to have already existing in this universe, can this be the one where I learn something about them? So I did enjoy that. That was a very clever way to backdoor an origin story. Um, look. I just wish, uh, the exact same note I took on Spider-Man 3. Just put these effects back in the oven a little bit longer, man. Like, oh, yeah. I try not well. to be that guy, because, like, <laughs> CGI is CGI, but... Fuck, man, let this cook for like a couple weeks. <laughs> this shit was not ready to come out yet. Ah, uh, yes, looks... this is a movie that they needed to wait even longer to release. <laughs> I mean, also, just, you know what? After the fourth or fifth delay, be like, you know what? Maybe maybe God doesn't want us to release this movie. <laughs> just, just not do it. But, um, I mentioned last little, I think it was two weeks ago, the, uh, whatever you call the place they go when they're fucking up time. How they all look like Polar Express nightmares. Despite that, I still think it's a very, very interesting visualization of all the different timelines. Like, being in this giant circle around them, almost like the fucking Roman Colosseum. And just, like, seeing all the different realities playing out in a circle around them. I thought that was a very, very cool way to visualize that. I liked that. Okay. <laughs> I liked having Terry Tate, uh, time linebacker, just coming out and hitting oh, them periodically so when they were running through. <laughs> this fucked up monster thing just going, and just like shoulder tackling him and running out of frame. You're like, the fuck is that? Dude, we're two hours in. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not love the CGI dead people. We, we don't oh, man. That. <laughs> yeah. We don't love it. We don't, we don't like thinking about it. We don't like CGI Nick Cage Superman, but I will say, uh, as someone who's known that story forever, um, him killing that giant spider is a pretty good bit. That's yeah. uh, some real nerd shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, I, that's when I really started getting into the movie, was like after the battle, as he started to realize, like, not only can I not save these people, and Michael Keaton's just gonna die like a fucking moron in this, he keeps dying in the shittiest ways possible, like... Hey, you guys like Supergirl? Yeah, she has to die. Doesn't matter. Him slowly realizing that not only can he not save these people, like, he's going to have to make the choice to let his mom die, even though that was the whole crux of all of this. And he, there's no getting around it. He has to let it happen. He cannot stop it. And he has to face this grief like, oh, that's actually like... Yeah, it's a real a story. Yeah. yeah, it's a real story that... I, I mean, I get all the multiverse shit, I guess, because that's what The Flash does, like... Flashpoint is the thing that's used to be like, all right, we've got too much shit going on. Let's reset this back to one. But he, I don't need that in this movie. Like, he could have stuck to just this, and it would have been significantly better because that was all resonating with me. Like, yeah, uh, turns out um, superheroes also have to deal with grief and loss and not being able to save everyone. That's a very good, important message to show to kids. And then. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I fucking love the George Clooney bit. That yeah, it's, like, great. Oh, it's great. It's great. That's a super good bit to end on. Chris, I, I can't remember. Did we did we spoil that for you? We did. Yeah, we yeah. talked about okay. it. Yeah. The fact that the line is just "Who the fuck is that?" and then the movie ends <laughs> incredibly good. <laughs> Using your one f bomb to get into PG thirteen to have George Clooney Batman show up is. It's great. You know, that's ending on a good note. That especially really especially knowing that there's never, ever in a million years going to be another one of these. Like, what yeah, a way to I go out. Just, absolutely. Like, yeah, just like, just burn this now. You don't, this universe is dead and gone forever. It doesn't matter. Like, sure, it'd be funny. 
Uh, yeah, I definitely liked it more towards the end. Splitting it up into two different viewings also definitely helped. Because uh, when I resumed it today, it was like right when they were going to go siege that base and get uh, Supergirl out of there. Uh-huh. So I was like, yeah, this is like a tight hour 20 with like the last half hour, 45 minutes was really good. Some decent action and then like an actual good emotional ending. Like, ah, this is pretty solid if, if I forgot everything else that happened. I didn't need the two different instances of watching two different berries get their powers but that's you know it's fine it's i can't imagine how many times this movie was written and rewritten and refilmed and then reshot it's like whatever man at this point they frankenstein this together it's fine i have no ill will and as i exited out of it on the max app i was just looking at oh you might also like it's like man DCEU is a fucking nightmare. right. Yeah, <laughs> this is definitely, I guess, closer to the top because yeah, I mean, you got a grade on a curve with that one. Right, yeah, yeah. fucking it's like better than Wonder Woman too. Better yeah. than Justice League. Better than Sh- I mean, I didn't watch Shazam two, but I'm assuming it's gonna be better than Shazam two. Yeah, better you'll you'll Black watch it Adam. soon enough. I was literally the only one I haven't seen. I mean, at this point, why wouldn't I? Like, goddamn. Wait, have you seen Blue Beetle? Is the that list. your next one? I see what. Have you seen Blue Beetle? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Wait, that's DC? I just assumed that was the other I, one. I took a coin flip, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, well when that inevitably shows up on Max, like, tomorrow. I'll, yeah, sure, I'll watch that one too. Because <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's, this shit started in like 2007. Like, I've watched all the other ones. What am I, come on. Mm-hmm. Why did I watch Birds of Prey and Shazam to not just finish oh. this off and be done with it? <laughs> come on. Thank you. Gotcha, so yeah, that buddy. was, you know what, better than I thought it was going to be. I'll put it that way. Uh, that was did, largely my did, reaction. Yeah. Did not hate it. I don't think I'll ever watch it again, but at this point, I don't think I'm going to watch any of these fucking superhero movies ever again, so that doesn't say that. Except for Aquaman 2. At some point, I'll rewatch the Batman, because I haven't seen it since theaters, and I'd like to watch that opening scene again. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I, I want to see the car chase again in the Batman. Yeah, like three of these come out a year. I'm never going to rewatch any of these ever again. So, like, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Don't know if it was uh, 10 years in the making, yeah. 10 directors good, yeah. but that's fine. I don't know why they watched that and went, yeah, man, you want to make a Batman movie now? But oh, whatever, man, what do I know? Fucking. I assume that just the fact that the film was finished and was able to be released, they were like, you can have whatever you want. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, <laughs> I burned so much money. I don't know which part of that was him. But there's enough individual pieces of, oh, I liked that in that movie that I have to assume that some of them came from the newest director. So, I don't know. We'll see. I just, I'm skeptical with him and, like, what parts were good were things that were adapted and what parts were that he wrote. Because I saw it in Chapter 2, and that movie sucked my fucking yeah. dick. So. <laughs> that is fair. Uh, <laughs> Fuck that. Well, from, from, what I, from what I know with my very limited exposure to, like, real comic book dorks, Apparently they're mad about how the comic was adapted, so I, I think a lot of this is probably pretty new. So yeah, because like is this Flashpoint? It's all based on yeah, it's all Flashpoint, yeah. which is like the huge reset. Like, bro, this comic comics have been going for like fifty plus years. We have all this shit. None of it mixes at all. All the timelines are fucked. We'll just have this big thing and we'll reset it back at zero, which it seems like kind of what they were doing. But also, it's like I don't know. Wonder Woman showed up for a scene and like. Boy, her delivery gets worse every time. I she's know. On it's I honestly, it's incredible. Honestly, did she do that stupid smile again? 
Of course, while the plane is like, all right, cool. She just like grabs his arm and lifts him up, like I saved you, and then she just flies off. You're like, that was probably worth a hundred thousand dollars. Good job, everyone. Ben Affleck shows up for two scenes, and boy, uh, we all felt real bad because like he has that last scene where he's like, yeah, you, sh- you can't travel in time, you'll hurt yourself, and you're looking at Ben Affleck, you're like. Oh, this is after he went to rehab. That man looks like he's struggling. (laughs) That man looks 30 pounds lighter than he was the scene before this. I I don't feel good about this. It's supposed to be this big reset, but it's like... uh, You've had like four movies of these characters, and no one really liked any of them. So it doesn't really have the gravitas. How about you just cut all that and just like stick to his actual story by himself? But we can't do that, because movies can't be movies anymore, you silly goose. Spider-Man 3, while being one of the most overstuffed things I've ever seen, it's all overstuffed with things that serve this universe. It's not overstuffed with like, alright, well we have to set up this team. Uh, We have to mention like Reed Richards or some shit. Uh, We have to tease maybe there's a Galactus out there. Uh, Say something about Adamantium? I don't know. It's like, Spider-Man 3 is a fucking nightmare that has 40 things too many. But at least they're all related to (laughs) Spider-Man. For better or for worse. It's a experience. (laughs) Yeah, I mean like... It's too much, but at least it's contained in this universe. It's not like you're watching. It's like, oh, is this the part in Iron Man 2 where we spend 30 minutes learning what S.H.I.E.L.D. is? Fucking super fast for that real quick. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, you know, my, my thing about uh, Spider-Man is I was going to do the thing that I always do for uh, these movies. They're like, oh, do a little bit of background research. Maybe some interesting facts will come up. But I don't need to do that for Spider-Man because I'm an American. And I, I know what Spider-Man is. It's kind of like he's, he's the Marvel equivalent. Uh, yeah. I, he's a Marvel equivalent of Batman. You know, everyone knows who this guy is and what his shit he is. It's the exact same character. Don't write us an email. Yes, I don't care. email Parker. So the <laughs> the important thing here is uh, I was actually thinking you're like, oh, it's based on the Flashpoint comic, which I don't think any of us have ever read. Parker, maybe you you nope. soon have some familiar. I watched the animated movie eight years ago. <laughs> so asked me a thing that happened. Can't do it. So the first Spider-Man movie was based on a Spider-Man comic, which again I've never read, called "The Death of Gwen Stacy," and Gwen Stacy isn't in the movie, and also. MJ doesn't die so playing kind of fast and loose here but that's good you know use the comics as like a jumping off thing it's like oh instead of doing that I'm going to do this and it it worked because Spider-Man 1 is a good we can all agree Spider-Man 1 pretty good yeah yeah, pretty good is exactly how I describe it yeah that's the thing is like I I think I mentioned I don't love these Spider-Man movies but they're pretty good I I had a good time with these and uh, second one even better Pretty good. But, uh... Yes. (laughs) And then Spider-Man 3, which, uh, I want to say something here. I didn't see this when it came out in 2007, and I missed, like, a lot of internet memes about this movie. You know, like, the so good thing, and the dancing, and the email fringe, and everything. So I missed out on all that, and, boy, you guys weren't kidding. (laughs) All you internet denizens in 2007. (laughs) It really does Sometimes we were cooking. Yeah. It's not often, but... All of the hype leading up to this coming out, and just sitting in this theater, being like, "What the fuck is going on?" Exactly. Is, is fucking with? See, that's the I, thing. It's like, dude, well, Spider-Man Two was a huge fucking movie, and so everyone was totally hyped for this. This was a huge, huge moneymaker. Like, I didn't follow movies back then the way I do now. I remember the world fucking stopped <laughs> when the first reveal that black suit Spider-Man came online. Oh like yeah. That. I mean, the world stopped turning for a day. You you weren't the only one who watched that trailer. <laughs> yeah, like God, the man, geeks. I, I was like, oh, I don't know what this is, but like, this everyone seems pretty hyped about it, so I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. I like Spider Man. 
Yeah. It's insane just to keep reminding yourself that this came out the year before The Dark Knight. Right, it's yeah. It's so fucked up, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the fucking, the fucking effects in this movie. I, I guess we can, uh, we might as well just uh, jump in here. See, <laughs> I just, I want to ask you a question just to think yeah. about as we go through yeah, it. Yeah, go what was your, what was your uh-oh moment? At what point were you watching this movie and you went, oh, this isn't going to get any better. This is it. Immediately. Oh, uh, almost as soon as it started. See, that's the thing about Spider-Man versus Batman. I think I've let on that I am a bit of a Batman fan. It, it, that's developed over time. You know, like, I obviously I liked it when I was a little kid, but I was more of a Robin guy. But then I grew up, I'm like, hey, wait, Batman's really cool. And he's nuanced. You could do, you could do Batman in all these different ways. You should cut that. You should yeah, cut you that. Should Don't admit to be a Robin one. guy. That's, oh, fuck, that's fucked up. I know. I, I wasn't happy about that, but I was a kid, and only kids can be Robin fans. So That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, my thing about Spider-Man is... it's. N- I don't really like Spider-Man the character very much. I understand it's like, oh, no, he's supposed to be a nerd. He's supposed to be kind of a dork. He's supposed to be bad with women Such and stuff. Such a fucking Chad. I, 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 okay. I don't have to watch yeah, this I, fucking nerd fumble these girls. I know, I get it, but like... I, I understand it's part of the character to, like, be a little bitch, but it's three movies in, and he's a superhero, and I thought, like, maybe there'd be something, like, kind of cool about him, and he's somehow lamer than ever. And part of this, this this is a really mean thing to say, part of it is just the facial structure of Tobey Maguire, who constantly has the dopiest grin on his face. Like, even when he's, like, supposed to be sad, he's just kind of, like, saying, like, ooh? Like that, and it's, it's so... I, I couldn't get over it the whole time watching like, man, they gotta put someone else in here. What if they got like Andrew Garfield? Boy, that'd be a better movie. <laughs> am, am I allowed to say that Tobey Maguire is FTM coded? What is FTM? <laughs> oh, never mind. I just had to think about that. Dad, did I make you proud? <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, we're keeping that. We're putting it at the beginning of the episode. Please keep it. No, no, that was, yeah. that's for the folks, you know? Yeah, and we're ending with me saying I was a Robin guy as a kid. So anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> see, you've you've learned something from Michael Moore, I can see. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't like the character very much, I guess. I, the only Spider-Man I think I was really able to get into was, like, uh, Miles Morales. And even then, he's kind of a fuck-up. I like the other Spider-Man a little bit more. But... I, I guess my familiarity with Spider-Man was the only Spider-Man comics I ever read were the ones that were in the Washington Post, where he's like he's like kind of jacked in there, and he's like living with Mary Jane, and they're like cool with each other, and like things are fine, and every once in a while he has to battle the Green Goblin or the Hobgoblin or whatever the difference is between those two, and it's like that was mildly interesting. He seems like he's got his shit together, and this he's still a dork like even the little kids don't like spider-man in this movie he's like hey look spider-man's on the screen and they're like yeah whatever we've seen it who gives a shit i'm like it's not a great sign <laughs> i have a feeling sam raimi didn't have a great time making this movie well chris i think you gave some important context for this movie because without you talking about what happens in the spider-man comics i would have no idea why in the world i was expected to care about mary jane the character in this Still don't, but, you know, at least there's a little curve oh, there. That's... They did this character so fucking dirty. <laughs> like, I... I have no... I don't know anything about her from the comics. I just know, like, alright, so what's the art gonna be? So you're gonna get a bad review in a newspaper. You're gonna be a real bitch about it for two and a half hours. I, I, cool, thanks. At one point, while we were watching this last night, we paused it to go to Wawa and get treats, uh, which was almost exactly at the halfway mark. And uh, as we were on our way, I just looked at her and went, Hey, you know who I've never felt sympathetic to in any piece of media ever? Women. Struggling actors. Oh. <laughs> I, it, 
literally not a single time. Like, go get a real job. Like, I don't feel bad for you. Yeah, there, there's yeah, that. It's crazy be... out there, babe. Uh, <laughs> I had to fight this super villain. Uh, there's like a child screaming. It almost died, and I saved his life. They said that I can't sing. It's always about you. You're like, great. I hope they stay together. Well, first of all, if we want to talk about love, let's talk about that really romantic scene towards the beginning of the movie where it's a moonlit night. They're relaxing in the park on a giant spider web, which is the silliest shit I've seen since like that little spider web hand came Dude, out. If you were dating Gwen Stacy, yeah, but if you were dating Spider Man, like that, it's you know it's something to bring to the table. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, even I'll when even when people. like the blob crashes nearby, they're they're still experiencing romance. <laughs> like I know the movie's bad, but I forgot that the like the opening shot is uh, her dog shit performance, and the slow camera pan from like Peter Parker like staring and clapping like a cartoon dog, <laughs> all the way up to James Franco looking at her with those binoculars, <laughs> and then and then looking down at Peter and just smirking. I was like. Is the movie gonna be good? <laughs> Which, His by the way, in this movie is is I'm so confused by it because it's good but not good, right? But I don't know if he knows that. That's the thing. It's like I guess we should talk about James Franco's performance in this because at some point he gets conked on the head. Well, which we're skipping ahead, but we'll get to that later. But like, he gets conked on the head, yeah, and he starts that's my fucking oh moment. Yeah, and, amnesia. And when Great. he starts talking like that, he sounds like Jason Mayhem Miller. And <laughs> that was delivery. <laughs> now look, there are a lot of mayhem coded. <laughs> I, I, there are a lot of things during this movie that really make you think. But uh, seeing James Franco in the hospital talking like that was the first moment where I was like, "Wait, is this not the one with the dashboard confessional song?" Because I just assumed. No, that was two. Right, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've seen these movies. Like, I knew it was in one of them. But. Yeah. I would, I, buddy, I wish. I wish it was this one. But, like, he's not the only one with, like, a lackluster performance. Toby Maguire is going, that's my girlfriend, which he could just do in theaters. And that's when I kind of realized that my problem wasn't so much with Toby Maguire. It's with Sam Raimi. Sam, you put this on film? You let people watch this? What are you doing? <laughs> it's just it's just fucking two hours and ten minutes of slop for that five minute payoff of Bruce Campbell in the restaurant. Which I will complain about that. Two hours for them, five minutes for me. That's <laughs> yeah. how I'm making baby. Yeah, I I don't know. Oh wait, Parker, hold on, hold on. We have to talk about the Sandman. Do we? I mean he's in the movie. Cue it up. Cue it up. Okay. <laughs> I was no. Anyway, I uh, look. These are the thing. First of all, to the haters and losers who said I look like this guy, what the fuck is wrong? Life is hard enough. I need a fucking Dude, for your uh, surgery tomorrow. Are they gonna zap you with a bunch of sand rays? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you say tomorrow in five hours. <laughs> Maybe it's just like, you know what? Hey, maybe let's not do this. <laughs> I I try not to be critical of plot points in superhero movies because, like, God, how could you possibly do that? That's so tedious. But when he falls down the magic sand ray contraption and the scientists hand wave it while there's, like, 40 <laughs> cops running across their fucking field, it's just like, are you guys fucking kidding me? So, you know what my weird thing is? I liked the Sandman before he became the Sandman. 
I was like, hey, wait, this is a mildly interesting character. He's, he's clearly going through a lot. Then he stumbles into, like, it looks like fucking Black Mesa that he stumbles into. And so it's like, oh, there's movement in the uh, the nuclear sand field. And they're like, it's probably just a bird will fly away. Who gives a shit? Government money, not my problem. And they press the button, and uh, he gets bit by nuclear sand and becomes the Sandman. <laughs> I'm glad you say that you liked this character for a time. Because I was also fine with this character. I I was fine with this character for longer than 15 seconds. And then we found out that actually he killed Uncle Ben. Oh, dude, we will get to that. We will get to that. I (laughs) know. But you know, it has to be brought up at some point when we're talking about the Sandman. Because he just disappears for 40 minutes at a time. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Because, like, everyone knows. You could have never seen this movie. You know there's too many villains. Yeah. Like, this is the third movie in a trilogy that is built around these same three characters who all have these, like, complicated relationships and overarching plots, and he killed his fucking dad, and they love each other, but maybe they don't. Like, that's one of the best parts of Spider-Man 2, is that it ends with him, like, you know, telling a secret, flying off, and there's just, that lingers that shot of her just looking at him like, maybe this ain't gonna fucking work. And then credits hit, and you're like, oh, that's... Yeah, that's a really strong end for one of these movies. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got all this going on, and then it'll just cut to fucking Topher Grace with a camera, you're like, no... Try again. <laughs> and then it cuts to fucking Thomas Hayden Church. You're like, no, absolutely not. Try again. Nope. Wrong movie. See, it's like not, half yeah, expecting we, Jamie Foxx to show up in this one too. It's oh, like, why not? Oh, Just boy. give us another villain. It's like we need we need a villain. It's like we've been setting up him taking over the goblin shit for three movies. I don't need Venom. Yeah. You know who doesn't like Venom? <laughs> Sam Raimi. So why the fuck is it in this movie? Well, uh, I think there was a studio I, demand. <laughs> Oh, it sure was. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I have to assume that. Like, uh, Chris, I know you talked about The Dark Knight earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a movie that I have pilloried over time for the fact that it has too many villains, and I would like to issue an apology after watching this, because uh, <laughs> turns out that compared to Spider-Man 3, it is the proper amount of villains. Yeah. Oh, dude. Imagine if, like, every 45 minutes you're watching Dark Knight, and then it's like, all right, so when the penguins layer, you're like, suck my dick. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> well, speaking of villains, we have to... I was mentioning this to Parker before you woke up. Uh, we have all these villains in the Spider-Man universe. We have, you know, the Green Goblin. We have uh, Dr. Octopus. We have the Sandman. We have Venom. We have even the ones who aren't in this movie, the Hobgoblin, who is apparently different from the Green Goblin. And we have uh, Harry. Osborne. <laughs> He never gets a cool name. Yeah, which he doesn't even get a cool mask. In the, in the movie when he becomes emo Spider-Man, he calls him like uh, fucking uh, Goblin Junior, and in the credits he's New Goblin, which no wonder they sure. just call him Harry instead. It does kind of suck. Where you're like, yeah, and Harry. So anyway, the glider chase Hello. scene. <laughs> H, this isn't you. Please, your dad was yeah. evil. Parker. The effects for this glider fight scene. <laughs> Ooh, boy. See, when I said That's that the I... effects haven't aged particularly well and you pushed back, I was like, oh. <laughs> you start I... tugging at your tie and collar like, yeah. oh, well. <laughs> it's, it's been a while since I've seen the first one, but the effects in this strike me as being worse than the effects in the first one. Am I wrong? No, you're that right. so much worse. Oh, yeah. It's, uh... This is a tough scene to watch. <laughs> does not get much better. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I, I get it, like, if you're, like, a little kid, and this is, I don't know, your first movie ever, you're just like, wow, that's incredible. But for everyone else who's seen <laughs> the first two Spider-Man movies. 
it's not great. Uh, but this yeah. is also well, where... It's like good. effects are like the, literally the most surface-level criticism you can make, because you just look at it and go, that looks bad. Yeah. But also, man, like, it's this is... This was 100% not ready. It, it can't look worse than the movies in the series that came out five years before. And I'm sorry, like, you gotta cook it longer. You can't have this be your big finale in the first big action scene. You're like, oh shit, is it all gonna look like this? I, I gotta go. Yeah, uh, I will say what Maybe I... Maybe the story will be good. I, I will say what I liked about this is the end of the glider chase because Harry just careens off two pipes and dumpsters like a fucking Tom and Jerry. <laughs> sound it makes collides it really it sounds like that the gunshot effect that, that Alex mentioned earlier. It really sounds like ping <laughs> It sounds like when Stone Cold hit this that bedpan. <laughs> Well, speaking of bedpans, he's in the uh, he's in the hospital, and he can't get out. And he sounds like Jason Mayhem Miller. <laughs> Best friend. <laughs> you guys are so cool to me. I like you so much. I don't remember anything. My dad liked me, right? And they're like, totally, dude. Whoa. 100%. He did not hiss at people. <laughs> Your dad did not crouch up in a green fog. <laughs> Your dad wasn't injected with gack and murdered people with pumpkin bombs. Dude. That's the coolest. Yeah. Willem Dafoe fucking owns, dude. He's so good. Yeah. So, uh... Oh. So here's a scene that didn't go where I was hoping it would go. We have the Sandman's, like, uh, sort of, like, birth sort of thing. Like, he's coming up out of the sand, and, like, the visual effects are all, like, all that sand coming together. He's, like, learning how to put his body together. I really thought this was going to be, like, him dealing with his body, kind of like uh, Clayface and Batman. But, uh, no, he just goes to stealing things. He wants to steal jewels. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, there's 18 other plot lines. So right, we yeah. Cannot, we cannot fit that Yeah, in. okay, so there's a Sandman, there's Mary Jane. These are all different plot points. They're not just characters, different plot points of, like, how do you interact with these people. There's a Sandman, there's Mary Jane, uh, there's Harry Osborn. Also Venom. Also Gwen Stacy now in this Bro, movie. When Gwen Stacy shows up, I just threw my hands That's what like, I did, nope. yeah. I was like, Too many. I was like, what, what the many. fuck is this going to be? Because uh, I, I, I have to admit, Parker, you might have to bail me out on this one. Who's Gwen Stacy? Is J- Gwen Stacy just like alternate? Is she like an, an alternative? first girlfriend who gets uh, yeeted by the Yeah, she gets killed. So is MJ just a replacement for Gwen? Yes. Oh, I did not know and then that. They just like actually we brought her now, anyways. I genuinely Here's had my, no idea. Hi, I'm I'm high schooler Gwen Stacy. Here's my 85 year old father, the police captain. Yeah, we, oh yeah, that's the oldest <laughs> man I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> that guy's in a bunch of shit too. What's he? He's in something I know. I already forgot. Oh, buddy, he's, me he's in the American the Gothic Spider-Man. painting. <laughs> there you go. That's what I was gonna say. Just me that amazing Spider-Man too. Her dad's played by Dennis Lear, and his ghost keeps falling. He's like, "Hey, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, fuck my daughter, Spider-Man." <laughs> Please don't. Okay, so uh, yeah, she's in here, and she what is she? She's a a genius because she goes to science class, and also she's a model. <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, by the way, at the beginning of the movie, he's getting teased in science class like his fucking high school. He's going to a college. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, isn't this character like 27? <laughs> exactly! Like, how am I supposed to like this guy? <laughs> oh, the whole time I was watching, I was like, boy, I hope he becomes a superhero at some point. <laughs> so, oh, you dropped your textbook. 
Sir, we're in Chem 2302. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm trying to save the world right now, man. Come on. So, uh, oh, wait, we have another character, Parker. Uh, Eddie Brock. Holy fucking Christ. <laughs> By the way, oh, his Pat fucking... Pessimus gets down to the fucking bottom of this. Eddie Brock. Mr. Brock, Pat Pessimus here. Did you force this picture of Spider-Man? <laughs> Which, by the way, the, the idea that uh, J. Jonah Jameson would give a fuck. <laughs> Look at the paper he's running. I have a better picture. Who let you in my house? <laughs> <laughs> All right, actually, I want to get down to this, because, Parker, you and I did disagree on this point. Um, you said that there was a little too much J. Jonah Jameson in this. Or you, at least you said your recollection I was re- there was... I remembered incorrectly. Yeah, okay. Isn't it just, just enough? Yeah, there is exactly as I much... I thought there were way more scenes. Yeah, there is exactly as much J. Jonah Jameson as I wanted this. I will say, and I never want to say these words again, a little too much Ted Raimi. Yeah, a bit. yeah I gotta say, his opening scene where he's like, it's hip, it's now, it's wow, it's whatever. I was like, oh, boy, that joke's not working. But every hey, how long is this movie? Yeah, yeah cut that. <laughs> but every single scene with J. Jonah Jameson, I think, was perfect. I'd watch an entire movie about this as long as Tobey Maguire isn't in it. Uh, I especially like Parker. You do it better than anyone else. Shut up. Get out. <laughs> that is one of the best line reads I've ever. Seen. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's also great because words. of the way that Ted Raimi comes in. So does anyone care what I want? I do. <laughs> Shut up. Get out. Don't even turn around. <laughs> you could read that line a thousand different ways. And none of them would be that funny. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so also, I cannot do that impression of his laugh. You know, the funniest laugh I've ever no heard. No one can. <laughs> also, another thing I forgot to mention from Spider-Man 2, one of the funniest lines I've ever heard, and it's, I don't even, I can't even tell if it's intended to be laughed at, but he fucking says, yeah, he was the first man to play football on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Peter Parker, who is a photographer and a superhero by night and also day sometimes, is having trouble keeping a job at the daily newspaper, taking pictures of himself. So Eddie Brock, uh, he has to do it instead, and they're both fighting over pictures of Spider-Man, but also Gwen Stacy's there, and he kisses her in front of his girlfriend, which, by the way... What the fuck were you thinking? That's, you fucking yeah. stupid? Yeah, like, this is, again, this character's supposed to be, like, 27? Like, exactly. Are you kidding me? That's exactly what oh, I was thinking. Classic Peter Parker look. I accidentally fucked this shit. <laughs> yeah. Dumb dick. Fapo, I just fell into her. <laughs> By the way, I was thinking if I could get, like, I told Parker this offline, but I was thinking, like, if I could get, like, an AI J. Jonah Jameson to say, holy penis, what a scoop, we'd be in for it, man. <laughs> Those fucking Spider-Man comics are my favorite things in the world. They're so good. Dude. <laughs> I love that we do this every time we start talking. About we Spider-Man. do, yeah. We just, <laughs> I just think like I should show these to people. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. no Their time I, is no, gone. No, no I, 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 you didn't. I have showed them to so many people. I think <laughs> those are actually that's funny. good. That's yeah. Look, there, there's a lot of late 2000s internet culture stuff that people will still subject other people to in 2023. Such as rape man, but, right? Uh, yeah, um, you know, which is funny. Those are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm glad it doesn't get shown to people anymore. It's fucking Stan Lee cameos. Oh yeah, get that shit out of here. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off, old man. Yeah, I liked his cameo in the second movie, which was a literal blink and you miss it. Anytime he gets dialogue on one of these, I get so fucking heated. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. 
isn't his fucking thing? It was like maybe one person can make a difference. Enough said. Oh, Excelsior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those, yeah. Isn't that like thirty minutes into the movie too? Like, yeah, 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 I would yeah. fucking one hope thing. one person. No. <laughs> Go one <away>. more thing. <laughs> also, yeah. Let's. I want to talk about the MJ Peter Parker relationship thing because first of all, I don't care. But second of all, the way the second movie ends, her last line is "Go get him, Tiger," and that's a reference to the comics. Even those were in the uh, the newspaper comics because that's like her cute little pet name for him. And it's like, oh, they're going to be in a relationship. That's going to be nice. I want to see them together. I understand that if you want to show a good relationship at some point, it has to be fraught. These people have to overcome something that makes their relationship even stronger. These people are not going through the same problems. All right. She gets one bad review is like, no one believes in my stupid fucking play. That sucks. You don't know what it's like. You don't know how hard it is. He's fucking battling the Green Goblin, dude. Also, like, I thought first ever... Sorry. No, you're good. You go. It's like my first ever acting gig didn't pan out. My life is in shambles. I'm a hot young actress at the ripe age of 20. (laughs) And now no one understands. I've been publicly humiliated in some local New York newspaper on page 18. My life is over, Spider-Man. Don't you understand? He's like... Hey, six months ago, you were, like, almost murdered by a man with octopus arms. Can you fucking chill out? He's just like, oh, I guess it's all about you. Go to your parade. And you're like, I fucking hate these people. Like, Yeah, see, that's the like thing. For, much, for, like, the beginning, I was just like, I'm kind of on Spider-Man's side. He has to save the city. You have to sing and dance. It's, it doesn't seem like it's Also, you don't have to. Go get a desk job, lady. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, well, someone's got to pay those bills. This whole time, I thought she was a character that had, like, a real job. Like, I... I, is this character canonically an actress? Like I didn't I have fucking no idea. know that. Yeah. Like, like I, I. But also, like, I almost feel like you need Spider-Man to do the moronic kiss at the public ceremony for this argument to have any semblance of equality to it. Yeah. But also, what actually happens is like you look at it and go, "All right, well, all these people suck. I don't care about their relationship anymore." Exactly. Like, these people should break up. You're right. Like, why? Yeah. Why are we just get it over with? What are you doing? I, I will say, I was kind of, like, I was kind of gratified that they didn't do the "Oh, Gwen Stacy pulled down my mask and kissed me without asking me." This is all just a misunderstanding thing. No, it's just him being like, "Yeah, you're prettier than she is. I'll kiss you." <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard say <laughs> slide in there. But like this whole thing is like their relationship's falling apart. He wants to propose to her. It's like, but you don't even live together. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> he still lives in this shitty little rundown fucking Hey Arnold apartment. Like, how serious can y'all really be? Y'all even share a bathroom. Get out of my fucking face. You can break up tomorrow and your lives wouldn't change. Oh yeah, Fuck by off. the way, speaking of his digs, does he have a secretary? Is that who that character is? The the weird eyed I... girl? I thought that was just the landlord's daughter that was trying to fuck him. I didn't yeah. understand what that character well, was. See, that's the thing. That is the landlord's daughter who is trying to fuck him. But she feels like a secretary. Like, she'll say, oh, call waiting for a Mary Jane. And she gets, like, you know, kind of like female fan fiction writer excited over it. Uh, you have a phone call. I love you. <laughs> she also feeds him cookies and stuff. Like, Look, that, stuff? that seemed like a pretty good deal. Like, yeah, I have to admit. I yeah. mean, when you, if, if I have to live with Russian Rodney Dangerfield to get that kind of service, <laughs> like, I'll do it. <laughs> Which, by the way, what was that guy's fucking deal? Man. Like, at the beginning, he's just like, he's just a landlord. He just wants money. Like, yeah, I get that. But later on, he's just like, would you like a delicious orange? 
Here are some souffles with women. When, 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 when the guy, when like, when, when Spider-Man's just like, hey, fuck off, loser, I'm not paying you to you fix my door. And then slams the door and goes, and he's just like, he's a good kid. He wouldn't say this unless he was going through something. He's like, no, man, maybe fix his fucking door. What the fuck is wrong with you? This entire character is slimy Russian slumlord. And he's just like. Uh, you know, sometimes these girls are worth fighting for. And you're like, cool. He's two hours in. Thanks, man. His entire advice is say, go up to the woman and say, you're not a good woman. I'm a good man. How about? And then he slams the door on him. Love can be complicated. And you're like, shouldn't Aunt May be telling him this? What the fuck is this? Between this guy, Was she busy? Oh yeah, this Aunt guy and Stan Lee and the butler, it's just like the amount of advice that's oh. dispensed by characters that nobody could possibly give a shit about. It's absurd. Like, what are we fucking doing? Apparently the butler is supposed to have a bigger part in the movie. Mercifully cut that down. Can you imagine more of this? Oh, it's me, your butler, Bertie. I've watched you grow up your whole life. See you in about an hour 45, sport. And he's like, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Parker's becoming the voice guy. I'm losing my spot here. You start watching horror Your movies, spot. I will have a I will have a place. I will never anyway. never waste my time with such trash. <laughs> Wow. Anyway. So what, what was your favorite part of the movie? Was it when she's like, Oh, I still have brain problems. She's like, Yeah, I'm sad about Peter. You wanna cook? And they're like, Come on, baby And you're like, fuck me. Viv's not been in this movie yet. We're getting a cooking montage to the twist. What is this? This movie has three villains and one of them is just a sand dude and the other two don't exist. I am gonna sample you singing the twist. That's about when I start. I paused it at that point, so it was like an hour and a half left. I was like, "We should probably get to work. We should probably get to work tomorrow." (laughs) I was losing my fucking mind. I can't believe he came over. They're they're literally dancing like this. They're doing a fucking meat cute dance cooking, and then they make out and like, "Oh, this is so wrong. I'm sorry." And she's like, "Yeah, I know." And then he's like, "I'm gonna kidnap you." It's a real will they, won't they? Maybe Peter will end up with Gwen Stacy. We don't like her because, um, mm-hmm. so anyway, oh, back to the Sandman. Sandman's back, Dark. We have to talk it. about the Sandman. So the Sandman, oh my God, the Sandman's back. Yeah, he's oh stealing God, jewels, <laughs> and he hides in the back you of a what? pickup truck. I like it's <laughs> like, all right, what's this film doing? He's stealing a bag of jewels. Yeah. Like, all right, Sam, I, I can tell what part of this movie you were passionate about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he's fucking, uh, oh, well, I, I guess we might as well get to it now. They fucking wreck on Uncle Ben's death. It's so <laughs> They bring him into the police station with his Aunt May and be like, sorry, there was a third shooter. <laughs> they call him at home like, hey, you gotta get to the precinct real quick. We're about uh, to ruin your life. crazy just happened. <laughs> I hope you're not going through any troubling times right now. So, so do you have any information on this guy? Uh, what if they just did that with, like, every single person that came across? Now, it turns out this was really Uncle Ben's girl. This guy actually killed your uncle. He just broke out. You, uh, you bump into him? You bump into a guy, he kind of looks like this podcaster, you know? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, turns out they fucking wreck on Uncle Ben's... Which just kind of feels insulting to my intelligence to fucking do this to me. very insulting. It's like, that's one of those where you're like, oh, you think I'm stupid. Right. Ew, I let the amnesia shit slide, but fuck you, Sam. Exactly. What, what is your issue? Yeah. Uh, 
This is then followed by an emotional scene between MJ and Pierre going like, you don't understand me. He's just like, you don't understand the world. And she's like, okay, well, sometimes even Spider-Man needs help. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, good point. He needs to, you know, trust the and rely on the people around him. And then it's undercut by, like, the, the stupid door that won't open. <laughs> and then... Yeah, we should probably mention that uh, he's got the symbiote now. Which oh, yeah, this is a good point, yeah. He's, he's a... Badass. Yeah, he's got the fucking emo fridge. You guys weren't kidding. That's actually in the movie, and they are like, oh, yeah. Dude. It's also the only good part of the movie. Like, give me Correct. emo Peter the whole fucking time. I'm yeah. so much happier. Believe it or not, I hear this a lot. So I've got a friend of mine who actually, unironically, loves this movie. It's one of his favorite movies. And he That's loves insane. emo Peter. He is also a misogynist, so I don't know about yeah. So it's like if they made a whole movie of that scene where Matt Smith is dancing in Morbius. Yeah, that's (laughs) see, I see. I kept thinking about that too because like I was he he's becoming kind of an asshole recently. He's like uh, being mean to criminals. You know how Spider Man's usually really nice to him. and he's kind of yeah. Now he finds all these people who's wronged him. Yeah, and he gives them a little bit of attitude. Yeah, well, something's wrong. Well, wait, with Parker, we have another character behind the scenes. Harry Osborne is could he oh. he uh, oh. regains his uh, goblin senses? And, oh God, no more! And he tells <laughs> he just like looks in a mirror and just he sees Will Defoe go. He's like, oh my God, that's right, I'm evil. <laughs> oh right, I forgot that I could kill. So he goes to uh, Mary Jane and he tells her, hey. Let's go fuck with Peter. And she brings him out to a park, and she says, Hey, by the way, I had pretendinitis about our relationship. I'm actually seeing someone else. And no wonder she got fired. She's fucking terrible. Yeah. yeah. There's someone else. Yeah. I bid you good morrow, yeah. Peter. Never again, shall <laughs> we? This is, of course, 20 minutes after their last scene together. At, yeah. You know, 20 minutes and three plots ago. Mm-hmm. Which is, of course, fucking Bruce Campbell is the Mater D. Which, Which, yeah. We could talk about for another ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he, I loved his line, I am French, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, dropping that character into this movie is just a real fuck you to everyone watching. It's like, hey, you know what you could be watching instead? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is also... Speaking of watching instead, and he's like, hey, I got a picture of you instead. And you're like, fuck, that, that's this movie too, I forgot. Right, I got- yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is also, this is where we get the so good line, which I had never seen it in context. In fact, I had never actually heard him say those words. I just heard him, you know, just like seeing the gif where he's like eating and he says, so good. In the movie, in the context, hearing him say those words that way was so fucking funny. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that scene followed by when he's outside and the bus passes and he's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that was sitting behind him looks over like... What the fuck? He's gone like the like, like a fucking goose. It's like again like the opening of Goosebumps. He's just fallen in the wind. <laughs> so like the so good combined with the the wink out the window. Yeah, that was, that was meme to death. <laughs> but it's still just as funny. And it is really it's great. 100%. It's even better again, when you get your drinks I before your friend who's behind you in the Alamo. <laughs> I don't know if James Franco knows it's funny. But I'm laughing really <laughs> It's perfect. I don't know if he thinks he's like, yeah, I'm like really giving this performance. Or Sam's like, hey, dude, this should be really funny. Do you think maybe that was like an ad lib? That's so good. I don't want to give him I that hope much credit. So. Yeah, That's right, yeah. Favorite part of the movie. All right, well, we also get dancing Spider-Man here. And I got to tell like, you. Everyone always oh, means that God, fucking dude. scene. And like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's stupid, but 
the jazz club is so much more embarrassing. Yeah, so here's the thing about Dancing Peter Parker. Fans may have hated Dancing Spider-Man, but not as much as the citizens of New York did. Every yeah. single time he starts dancing on the streets of New York, you could see one woman looking at him in disgust, another woman pulling the first woman away. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't... That was the thing that surprised me most when I finally saw this movie, is like, no, everyone thinks he's a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole bit. Yeah. Why are you guys so bad at watching movies? He's the only one that thinks this is cool. That's, yeah. It, that's the entire joke. You, you know, there's a line that kind of gives us away where he takes Gwen Stacy to the jazz club, which is where uh, MJ was singing, which right off the bat, that is a douchebag move, which is the character, you know, you're supposed to do that. And he says, it's kind of a throwaway line, but I, I heard it, and I heard it so well I wrote it down. He says, you're really going to dig this joint. And I was like, <laughs> all right, now I, I understand what you're doing here. Let's just talk about that jazz club scene. I That whole fucking... Man. <laughs> like, the, like knowing Sam Raimi was a huge fucking nerd, like, this is what I imagine when he was in high school, he would, like, try and say stuff like this, and Bruce Campbell would be like, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> no, be normal. And he's like, I'm gonna use this in a picture one day. He's like, please stop talking. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, this scene is so embarrassing that I kept looking away from the TV because <laughs> my girlfriend was in the room with me and I, I was so uncomfortable that I just kept looking away. This is Alex's favorite I, scene. I loved every second of this scene. Oh, it's no, so it's, good. It's perfect. But I could feel the hairs on my arms standing up. I was so uncomfortable. I, yeah, Parker, I, I gotta admit I'm with you on this one. I was like kind of cringing, but I could not look away. I, I really had my eyes glued to the set the entire time. I feel like... What am I looking at? Samuel, what are you doing? How long is this song Oh, it keeps be? going. And at the end, he pushes uh, MJ down, right? He, like, just assaults her. I'm just like, he's great, I hate this character. Look at it, hits her like Prince in Purple Rain. <laughs> <laughs> she has to go purify herself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> That's a funny way of saying get kidnapped for the third movie. Yeah, which... Uh, <laughs> So you're a mean bitch at the whole movie. Everyone hates you, and then you get kidnapped again. How many zeros? Wait, wait, Parker, 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 Parker. We have to talk about Eddie Brock. So Eddie Brock God, is... Fuck, <laughs> damn it, no, we don't. So Eddie Brock is in church. He's in a Catholic church, and he prays to the Lord to kill wait, 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 Peter wait, wait, Parker. Wait. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Back up. we got to talk about the Sandman again. All right, so Parker, no, the Sandman's up. in this. He's a giant Sandman now. I have to now. get ready for work in like a half hour. Yeah, no, yeah so anyway, uh, he's... Uh, well, we also have to pick our teams after this. So anyway, he has to... God damn it. He beats up the Sandman, but also Venom is there, because Venom's now controlling Harry Osborn, because sound is what makes him feel like uh, really bad. He can oh, jump from different things. I, so this is a scene that I completely forgot about when Peter's up in the fucking bell tower of the church <laughs> just throwing the symbiote off himself. Yeah. And Eddie Brock is in there atoning for his sins as a, a, a bad photographer, I guess. Yeah. And then just catches all the symbiote drip and becomes evil. Yeah. Like, legitimately, one of the funniest things I've seen in a week is, God, if you're listening, please kill Peter Parker. That is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Because he got fired from this shit-ass newspaper yeah. for stealing and getting ratted out for stealing. He's, like, hanging his picture on the wall, like, wow, guys, you did a great job. He's like, hey, that's not real. <laughs> God, if you're fucking listening. Yeah, I'll never get hired in another newspaper. Wow, maybe you'll have to get a paying job instead. 
go deliver pizzas, dickhead. You'll make more. Exactly. So uh, Harry Osborn comes in to save the day because he's fighting both Venom and uh, Spider-Man's fighting Venom and Sandman at the same time. Harry Osborn, the shadow, the hedgehog of the series, has decided that he's a good guy now. Hey, by the way, uh, we're almost two and a half hours into this episode. We just now said Venom. Yeah. That's how long it takes. <laughs> Shut the fucking movie. So I know you guys didn't like the, the movie Venom with Tom Hardy as much as I did. How you feel now? <laughs> I just uh, about the same. Like, Venom's supposed to be like this big, strong, scary guy, and they just made him this little fucking nerd. Like, well, there you go. What you wanted, didn't you? Yeah. Like those Tom Hardy movies. So you don't like those either? I like that. Venom fucking sucks. Yeah. Well, he was good in Marvel vs. Capcom. Ass. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, he's able to beat Venom. What happens to Harry Osborn? Did he die or what? Uh, well, does he ever? Oh. I guess. I mean, uh, it takes like 10 minutes. He sacrifices himself. Yeah. Well, you see, uh, uh, Harry becomes evil again, and him and Peter fight, and then Peter almost kills him. And then Harry's like, ah, that's it, I'm going to kill Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, his uncle Butler Bernie comes up oh, and he's right, like, yeah. hey, um, so like, I know you thought Spider-Man killed your dad, but like I was there when your dad died, and I... like, like he got stabbed, but it was from his glider. So like, although Spider-Man was there, and he directly played a part in killing your dad, he's not the one that stabbed him. So actually, you can be best friends. He's like, I'm going to save Spider-Man. <laughs> I... yeah. You know what the best part of the scene is? It's the fact that this fucking butler has presumably been there the whole time. And watch this guy brood and be angry for what I can only assume is years. More tears. And you, just wait until You working now. on your goblin potion again, son? I love you. I, I Also. I have to finish my fucking work. Again, not to be somebody that comments on the plots of these movies, but the whole fucking emo Spider-Man throwing the pumpkin bomb back at Harry and exploding point blank in his face and Harry getting a cool scar. And then 20 minutes later, we see a pumpkin bomb explode in the vicinity of Topher Grace, and he gets vaporized like he was at Hiroshima. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Maybe it was just, like, a weaker one or something. I have no idea. I just like He's the idea of, like, the, the fucking scar that he has. Compare that with the one that Harvey Dent has in The Dark Knight. I was like, come on. <laughs> Cowards. Like, look how far effects have come. It's so. so annoying too, because he comes back and like Spider Man, and then they're just they have <laughs> we're best friends banter, and it's the most annoying thing on earth. Yeah. Like we both tried to kill each other fifteen minutes ago, and they're like, "Oh man, right behind you! Oh, watch your back, buddy!" Oh, I yeah. wish that was yeah, only yeah, fifteen minutes ago. Yeah, that. By the way, you're right. That death scene does kind of feel like that death scene in The Mask. <laughs> 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 Tell Barry Jade, I do give a damn. (laughs) Venom like explodes. Harry (laughs) dies in like the longest death scene. He's he sits there like bleeding out with the sun. Well, Parker, we have to talk about the Sandman again. Okay, so the Sandman (laughs) Sandman, because he's like, hey man, sorry, I my daughter was sick. I needed a lot of money. That's why I killed your uncle. So I robbed a wrestling promoter. Three hundred smack. I like the, the the way that he tells the story. Like, oh, maybe it'll be like it was an accident, or obviously it's not going to be justified. But he's like, yeah, I that other guy came, and before I knew what was happening, bang, 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 it just ventilated your <laughs> uncle. And uh, sorry, uh, sorry, he spooked me, and I had no choice but to ice your dead. And Peter's just like, I, oh, okay, I, and I, then I, he just drifts off into the wind, and I hear like one of Parker's dark one of Parker's dogs fart. <laughs> he just looks and goes, I forgive you. And he's just like, Yeah. And then he just turns to sand. You're like, 
right, well, at least the movie's it's over. Greg McElroy passing 20 yards past the first time. <laughs> My daughter has inoperable brain cancer. Well, uh, there's a local wrestling show, Macho Man. If you be- win him, if you beat him, you get $300. I'll put that in the little cookie jar. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, that was my favorite thing in the first movie. It's just like, yeah, if I save up three thousand dollars, I could, uh, I could win the shittiest car in the newspaper to impress my next door neighbor. I'm not going to use my superpowers. <laughs> she wouldn't like that. Yeah. And also, like, he gets out of jail, and like the daughter's lives. So it's like, oh, I guess you didn't need to do all that, huh? Right. It yeah. Seems okay. They were going to have <laughs> a. They, apparently, one of the cutscenes, they were going to have the daughter come out during the final battle and say, "Hey, turns out this is terminal. There's no way you could possibly save me. Just be a good guy now." And he'd be like, "Oh, okay." Papa, good news. There's no, <laughs> no possible. For some reason, Sam Raimi decided to cut that. Vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. Man, this movie uh, sucks in a way that movies don't really suck anymore, honestly. Yeah, you know, this is the kind of sucking that we've missed on this show. I It made me really wish that I was watching Morbius instead for like seven different reasons. Because <laughs> yeah, Morbius it's is shorter. It's a great movie just to have for That's one of context. Them. Like, it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It sucks so badly. And all these... Maybe not interesting ways, but yeah. the fact that it's all self-contained, we're not branching out into like, well, we have to, you know, we have to close all these gaps from this other movie, and of course, you know, this character is from this uh, Disney Plus show, so we have to make sure that door is closed too, and we have to stay true to that. It's like, no, this is all the same characters, and then it's all just crammed into the point where Sam Raimi's like, yeah, I'm just not going to make a movie for like 15 years. I'm over this. <laughs> <laughs> Who could possibly blame him? You know, I have a feeling the first two movies were like really big uh, DVD and Blu-ray sellers. Like, it's, those are great for kids to like rewatch and be like, yeah, I want to be just like Spider-Man, except like probably cooler. But I have a feeling Spider-Man 3, not that hot on home video. No. Yeah. It's probably like I what watch it for it's, years. It's probably like the Dark Knight trilogy. It was just like, yeah, you get the first two movies and you also got the third one too. <laughs> I cool <laughs> coaster. I really appreciated when we were searching this on Netflix, and you know, you start typing in like Spider Man on the fucking PlayStation controller, so you're going one letter at a time, and the results mm-hmm. are repopulating. Yeah, uh, we got like six letters into typing it out, and Spider Man Three was nowhere near the first page. And she looked at me and goes, "Maybe it's not on here." <laughs> and then I just I went to Spider Man One and went to movies like this, and had to scroll over twice, and then I found Spider Man. <laughs> They don't want you watching this movie. They hid this one away. I'm, I'm thinking about like those uh, those DVD combo packs they used to sell. For a while, it was so hard to get Ghostbusters because it was always packaged with Ghostbusters 1 and 2. And no one wanted to. Can you imagine if you're buying like Mean Girls, you had to get Mean Girls 2 in there? Hey, thanks for assigning that to me, too. Right. Speaking of assignments. That was the symbiote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the symbiote. <laughs> Three thirty in the fucking. Oh, I I sure fucking hope so, cause yeah. uh, well let's uh. Let's go over the records for last week to see who's going to be doing the assigning. All right, let's see uh, who I picked. Do so. <laughs> All right. I just heard her alarm go off, which means let's, let's get going. Yeah, let's hurry right. up here. Chris has the Ravens winner. 
the 49ers winner and the Buccaneers winner. Congratulations to Chris on going 3-0. and You'll definitely not need any of those teams in the future. Uh, <laughs> Parker won with his Eagles, uh, lost with his Super Bowl champion Lions, and also lost with the Cardinals. That was a rough afternoon over there. <laughs> I, in all of my infinite wisdom, had the Giants and Broncos. So that's a one-and-one one that I guess we'll take. But unfortunately... Like, the day after I drafted the Texans, reports came out that they were down all five starting offensive linemen. So, uh, hey, that's what happens when you record on Wednesdays. Um, so, Parker and I won and two this week. Chris, 3-0. and oh. Chris, congratulations. You were in the catbird seat. You get to pick who watches what show. All right. I don't even have to spin the wheel. <laughs> all right. Correct. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to. Yeah, I, I could, but I'm not going to do that. You know... I had such a good time with Bully Beatdown. I feel like I'm the expert on the show now. So, I'm much like the list. So, I'm going to watch a Bully Beatdown episode 2. Hell and, yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want people to, like, constantly be re-watching the same stuff. Like, it, that would be, like, too much. Because then it's like, yeah, oh, course, we're just watching fair. one show. So, Par- so you're going to do it for yourself and give us some bullshit. So, Parker, you get to watch Victoria. <laughs> and... <God. laughs> Thanks, Cardinals. Yeah. Thank you so fucking much. Yeah. You stupid pieces. But of shit. I wouldn't want anyone to like not know what happens in the Immortal. So Alex, you get to tell us what happens next week for the Immortal. I got you covered, buddy. <laughs> detailed. Please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched it. It was good. Came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I could update what teams have been used, but I'm not gonna. So hopefully you're we'll keeping just, track at home. Everyone's got to do your own homework. Yeah. yeah, I've gotten three teams right, and they're all in. I'm going to pick teams. the 49ers. I fucking love this division. Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, I was going to say. You literally just said. I, well, not that much. Uh, yeah, but I mean, no takesy backsies, right? I'm just going to not touch Thursday night games for a while. <laughs> That's probably smart. That's, you know, probably advisable. Uh, Chris, why don't you lead us off with a pick here? Give us yeah. what you want this week. Give me the uh, Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are hosting the Denver Broncos. That should be a oh, winner. Okay, you go ahead and pencil me in for that one. <laughs> All right, that's Parker also on the Dolphins. I, I wouldn't want us to somehow get fucked by Sean Payton, so let me go in a different direction here. Uh, I'm just going to assume that those fucking Texans linemen aren't healthy and take the Jaguars this week. Let's get them out of the way. I'm just staring at Chargers Vikings making the most disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That. You know what's weird? It's it's tempting. I kind of want to get in on that shit. Well, here, let me stop you right now and announce a little gimmick that we've put together over here at the Game of Games. What the fuck? Now, Chris, you've been talking <laughs> lately about our, our you know, our listener numbers and, uh, oh. you know, oh. our, our chances of getting sponsored. I want to report to you that I have secured us a sponsor for this segment. Uh, please welcome to uh, Josh Brody's Deal of the Week. By Grabthar's Hammer. What a savings. <laughs> Aren't you happy you're going to be late, Parker? <laughs> How the, how this is going to work is uh, there's going to be one game that I pick every week. Just a game for real sickos. Just a game that, like, you know, as somebody that bets on football a lot, a game that I would never in a million years bet on. I'm going to give everybody the chance to bet on this Chargers at Vikings game. Now, you don't have to, but here's how this is going to work. 
you can take either side of this game as a fourth game for the week, and if you win, you're automatically at plus one. However, if you lose, you go negative for as much as it would have taken you to get to plus one. So, I can't help but notice that all three of us have the Vikings at negative one right now. So, if you were to take the Vikings in this game, and they win, you're off the hook for the Vikings for the rest of the year. But if they lose, you're at Vikings minus three. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I am. Fuck it. Let's go. Oh, all right. Who, who do you Slot want? The Chargers in. or the Vikings? The Vikings. All right. Parker is taking the Vikings with his Josh hey. Brody deal of the week. Hey, it says noon. It don't say not prime time. That is true. Yeah. Uh, for the sake of enjoyment, I guess I will then take the Chargers. Hell yeah, brother. All right. Uh... <laughs> uh Chris, probably a smart choice to abstain from this one. Now, again, this does not count towards your three picks. So. Okay. All right. In that case. Uh, I regret this immediately. Yeah. Uh, who am I going to take? I'm going to take uh, Philadelphia. Uh, uh, you sure about that? Oh, no. I guess I already used I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Let him do it. <laughs> uh, how about you give. Back down to zero. Give me. How about. I don't think I've used Seattle, right? Uh, yeah, give me you Seattle. have not used Seattle. I've used Seattle. Um, Carolina doesn't seem very good. Uh, getting Andy Dalton this week, though. Andy Dalton doesn't seem very good. All right. And uh, also give me. Oh, we got a Monday night. No- oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which one? Oh. I'll be sleeping through both of those. That's a promise. Uh, wait. Oh. Boy. Well, Parker can make a pick if we... If yeah, how about Parker makes a pick? He has to go. You know what? I haven't used my Chiefs yet, and I, I think they're going to be able to beat the Bears. So I would fucking hope so, dude. I mean, dude. Not, they've got more problems than I do. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm going to use the Chiefs, too. That sounds good. Uh, two people burning up the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. That's Chris's three teams. Who else do I want here? Um... At this point, I'm just picking fast so I can go to work. Appreciate that. <laughs> I'm also going to take the Seahawks. I was thinking about that one. That one's... Uh, I'm, I'm okay riding with my birds. Parker, you get one more. I'm not going to bother to see who the cold starter is. I'm just going to take the Ravens. And if I'm wrong, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'll take well, my chances. Good news for you is that they don't know either. Perfect. So I like to hear days before game time. <laughs> Who's your quarterback going to be? Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> you tell me. That's the sound of Colt Mix. Man, these are. Is there backup Minshew? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we're cooking. Yeah, see? Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm taking the Bills. I'm scared of this team. I want them off my fucking docket. I don't want to have to take them in week eight when they're three and six. Yeah, somehow. That's why I wanted to take the Eagles. I don't trust them. That's probably the right call. One lineman goes down, that team's fucked. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. right. It's so tempting to pick the Cardinals again. Right. I've been a Cowboys fan my whole life. I know what kind of games they lose. This is one of them. (laughs) But you know what? I'm not going to do it. Because if... If I have to celebrate my boys being 3-0 by having to pick the Cardinals three times, I'm just not going to touch it. Uh, all right. Well, well, tune in next week. All right. Uh, Ninja Assassin, I guess. Absolutely. All right. Parker, work hard. <laughs> I won't. <do> <laughs> oh, no! Oh!
<laughs> That's the tea, sis.